much doubt about it for you and me, for many of us, that at least psychedelic chemicals, not all drugs, but psychedelic chemicals, have a capacity to cut through places where you are attached and clinging. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the DMT World Podcast. I'm Alex8721, and today we've got Mushroom Man. Yeah, we basically just kind of shot the shit in this whole thing, tossed a couple ideas around. Pretty good conversation. I wanted to come on and promote the Patreon for DMT World. It's dmtworld.net forward slash Patreon. You guys got to remember this is a... Um, a website that's ran by a handful of people, literally. Um, you know, it's not owned by a large corporation. You know, there's no data mining or your information is not sold or anything like that. Um, you know, we try to keep it as true as possible when it comes to uh, stuff like that. Plus, when you um, when you do join the Patreon, you also get some perks. Uh, you get some cool swag. You're able to create groups on the site, uh, depending on the level of the Patreon. I think like $5 is the max, but uh, you can post stuff in the marketplace and sell any services as long as they're not illegal or so forth. It overall just helps everybody on the site. You know, the whole site is ran by the admins and the handful and the, and the people that are in the Patreon supporters, which, which I am a part of as well you know all this stuff is uh we do on our own dime and our own time but um it'd be greatly appreciated if not not a biggie um you know just join spread the word spread the love and um let other people know so other than that um please welcome mushroom man thank you he said it would be better to become Christ than to visit Christ. Yeah, dude, I got fucking, uh, it's, it's all right. It's fun for me. Like, um, you know, I, I, I've been adding a lot of channels to my, I mean, uh, I've been adding a lot of uh, videos to my YouTube channel. Um, a lot of it is like cultivation stuff. Um, you know, I joined this um, local um, group called the um, the um, it's called like the Arizona Mushroom Ninja Growers or something, or Growing Ninja or something like that. Anything with ninja is pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, did you uh, did you ever see that episode of South Park where they were dressing up like ninjas? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. It's because like Cartman said it was gay, but then they realized that everyone was afraid of him. But that's because everyone thought they were ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> like all the kids were dressing up like ninjas, and they kept. Uh, it, was, it was something. But I, I uh. I documented my first like gourmet grow and I had some um, pink oysters that came out beautiful as fuck, man. I mean, they came out great. And then um, <clears throat> I had some, um, some other oysters too. And uh, I did it all in my Martha tent. And um, when I joined the, the group, um, there's a guy from Tucson, which is like, I don't know, like two, not like an hour and a half to two hours away from Phoenix. And he wanted to create like a Phoenix chapter <clears throat> no, the thing is, I mean, the guy went out, he drove all the way out to San Diego to pick up some kind of culture. And, um, you know, he created all these little packs for us, like, you know, like a little substrate bag. And he had a bunch of agar plates and stuff for, 
I don't remember, I think it was like maybe 12 or 15 people that, that joined. And I, I think ultimately, I mean, like now we have a, roughly about eight to 10 people that get on Zoom meetings, but That's cool. I saw that, um, I saw that the videos could help some of the team, you know, some of the members of the group. And um, I just started posting them and one guy started following me. He's like, damn, dude, you should, uh, you know, share these with the other people. And I'm like, ah, I kind of don't really feel like, you know, taking over this dude's group because uh you know like it's his 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 thing you know but um i do see the i do see the value there man um there's definitely um you know people can uh this stuff is therapeutic at some point you know what i mean at some level um i mean for me it was especially when i was growing cubensis i mean it was oh man i'm not growing any cubensis right now all right just just (laughs) Just for real. Right. Just, just so you know. Yeah, just so any, everybody, for real. Everybody listening, we're, we're good. Well, look, man, cops want to come kick my door down. I mean, I'll, I'm, there's going to be a little bit of weed, <laughs> maybe a few shrooms, but nothing nothing a few flushes won't fucking fix. You know what I'm saying? There you go. But I, You but, can uh, just gobble down the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the thing is, is I still wanted to, to – and the only reason I stopped was because I started doing the podcast. I started adding shit, you know, to my YouTube channel and kind of putting myself out there. And, and, and it gets fucking scary, man, you know, because you just never know. There's – people are out there and, and – um, you know, people get salty or whatever the case may be, or maybe somebody wants to make a name for them. And next thing you know, you got fucking an entire team of SWAT guys kicking your door down for an ounce of mushrooms and maybe a couple of grams of DMT, and they're fucking calling it the, the, the bus of the century. You know what I mean? We've all seen it happen before. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I still wanted to participate in the cultivation aspect. So I got into the, the, the edible stuff and the gourmets and – it's been great, man. I just picked up where I left off at. You know, I have, um, I have, you know, a Martha tent that's pretty much automated. You know, I've got a bunch of tubs and, dude. I mean, I, you know, pressure cook everything. It just it lends itself easily. You know what I mean? So, um, I started posting stuff on my YouTube channel, man, and um, you know, doing the podcast for, for DMT World, and uh, I, I add in like, add in like the little intro songs to them too, like. Uh, you know, going through the whole YouTube thing of how people create music, how common creative um, music and videos work, how to pull uh, audio from a video or just video from an audio, um, using the software to cut out. Like, um, you'll see in the newest podcast that I post, like this, I don't know if I'm going to post this one of DMT World. I'm, I don't know yet. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure, dude. Um, but you'll see, I will add the music to it in the beginning and it's just a song that I found and then I like cut out little key pieces of, uh, of a speech or a talk that Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts, Ram Dawes, like all these guys. And, and you see those kind of uh, music videos on YouTube <clears throat> and it's very similar to those. And um, it's beautiful, man. It's fucking fun. I love it, dude. I really love it. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. I've uh, finally gotten back into writing. Um, you know, after all that shit went down and the laptop was taken, I just didn't feel like doing it uh, for a little while. But the last few days, I've been back at it again, right? And, and um, I think I'm working on now, I'm kind of hoping that I might actually see it through because um, I could see it easily getting published and getting like a miniseries on like a streaming service or something. You should, dude. I, look, man, I, creativity is... Uh 
it's fun when you start getting creative. You know what I mean? It is. Like people already spend time online just bullshitting. You know what I mean? And sometimes you find yourself going down this rabbit hole on a YouTube, you know, on YouTube and you're just like, fuck, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) sometimes it's cool to, 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 to numb yourself. Right. Cause essentially that's what you're doing sometimes. Like, like, the, yeah, we we all we all been there, right? Exactly. Where where we're just scroll we're we're scrolling down Netflix or YouTube or whatever. Like we're not even watching anything. We don't even know how long we've been doing it. We're like zombified. <laughs> yes. Well, for me though, is like everybody has like specific interests too. Like not everything that's on there is for you. Like that's kind of what I started doing was saying, well, why don't I just start seeking out things that interest me and and learning about them and applying to them and possibly even creating content. Even if it's just something as small as this, like having conversations, then so be it. I mean, um, at least this way, you know, there's uh, just just the the aspect of creating something is also um, therapeutic as well, you know, as much as uh, cultivating and, and doing all these other hobbies you know what i mean yeah so i got yeah i um i try to shoot for two to six pages every day um i don't write every day so i already fail there but um you know i learned actually like stephen king that's how um he writes he just does six pages a day no matter what no matter what yeah and uh yeah no matter what and um the one thing that's really helping me is i've learned to ignore some of the things in my drafts because that would like really trip me up. You know, I'd be just rewriting instead of actually writing and I never get my point across and I just give up on the story. Now there's shit. They're like, okay, well I'm just going to keep drafting it and then I'll go back and fix what I want. Like I want to get the point out. Yeah. I think it's kind of like building a house except I suck with my hands and have no idea how to build the house. So I could be completely wrong, you know, build it up and then print it you know but did you take like uh classes like writing classes and stuff like that to to start uh, at least um i mean yeah i've I've had some writing classes in um in my college but Uh um i've always been kind of just pretty good at it like sometimes it's just as easy as talking you know yeah you know when i was younger i used to write a lot um when i was in high school i remember uh one of my teachers uh, cause I used to do a lot of drawing too. And, um, I used to get into all kinds of stuff, man. And I would always have stories about how I got jumped like two nights before. And then we went over back and beat the fuck out of the dude and his brother and lit his fucking car on fire type shit, you know? And, uh, <laughs> she, one day she, she could, she didn't believe all the shit that I was telling her, man. And she was like, I want you to take this notebook home and I want you to write just a journal and, and keep it. And, um, I, I didn't write like what was happening, but I just started kind of writing what was in my head and what I felt. And dude, before I knew it, by the end of the week, the whole fucking notebook was, was completely full. And it may have just been nothing but fucking, you know, just bullshit. But um, it definitely has um, some, some good assets, like some benefits to, to, to it, man. I, I believe so. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can almost you know, put that. I don't think most people keep most of what they draft, you know? Yeah. You, you go in, you find the good nuggets and you go from there, you know? Yeah. And, and process. And it's almost like you, like you can get some of that energy from inside of you out and, and there's, it's an outlet, you know what I mean? And, and it helps. I, 
I never got into writing so much because then I, when I went back into college, dude, I was like, fuck, man, I got to follow all these fucking rules. And, you know, there's there's ways to, to write articles. It just once the structure came in, dude, I was like, man, I'm done. I, I don't want to even deal with this, man. And I just kind of left it there. But I never pursued it any further. I know that there's different styles of writing. Um, I know that there's there is some um <clears throat> formalities right there's like obviously mm-hmm. punctuation is a big fucking thing right you're not going to be putting on like you're not going to be texting right like the same language you use for texting <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we're not going to lol <laughs> yeah exactly that's for sure <laughs> yeah so i mean there's that aspect yeah, no, too none of your professors want to see your little emoticons <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh uh, what is what is this text monkey doing right here? <laughs> what is this egg? You remember doing when, when people essay? used to be really good at just making shit out of numbers and shit? Yeah, <laughs> like helicopters and all kinds of shit. There's actually still um, there's like sites that you can go and they have like little text uh, drawings or something. All you do is copy and paste the motherfuckers. But to actually sit and do it like back when there was only like, there was no fucking scripts and it was just a notepad and fucking keyboard. Shit, man. Fuck all that, dude. Yeah, they, they said JavaScript isn't tedious enough. Let's do the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but it, you know what, man? It's It's been really fun, dude. I I, I see that the the... Everything that, that we're putting out, uh, there, it's starting, there's a trajectory that's starting and it's beginning, you know, and I could see it happening already. Like, um, I just got in contact with um, this guy. Fuck, man. I'm sorry. I forget his fucking name, but um, I, I just talked to him today and he's the um, chair chairman or chairman of, the, of a board of, of maps out of Canada, bro. And, um, he, um, he, I was connected to him, um, by, uh, Ben CMCP through dmtworld.net for the podcast. His name is, uh, Trevor, uh, Miller. He's, um, for, for, for me, as, as soon as he told me about that, I was like, what? Like, come on, man. Uh, he's the, like, um, he's on. the chair of the board for, for maps in Canada. <laughs> And I just sent them a message today. It was like, Hey man, uh, my name is so-and-so, you know, I, you know, it's great opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And the guys like, yeah, sure, man, I'll, I'll come on. Uh, let's talk tomorrow. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll put something concrete and, and get it going. And I'm like, fuck dude, just that right there is like, oh, that's good, man. It's, it's exciting. And that's the kind of stuff you need to get to grow your channel. Exactly. That's the kind of person that, you know, people want to hear from, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, see, the thing about that's, it, too, that's like... That's good. I mean, it's fun to shoot the shit, but it's good to have the good people, too. Well, for me, it's also, it's like bringing awareness to organizations and people that are doing shit, like, on a, on a higher level. Like, MAPS has been doing this for as long as I've been alive, you know what I mean? And they've been leading the fight in, in clinical trials and, and, and um, sponsoring our research, you know, since the, the, the early eighties, man. And I mean, on every front, mescaline, ibogaine, psilocybin, MDMA, not just, you know, um, uh, not just like MDMA and psilocybin, but I mean, every, you can look, go on their site, man, and you'll see they have some kind of study for almost every single plant medicine that's out there, man. And it's pretty, it's pretty magnificent, man. It's something else. Those guys are kicking ass, man. And and to have somebody on like that, 
it's great, you know, and <clears throat> to have that platform because DMT world is a community already. And there's people that are already going to listen. They see them coming on. You know, it's not like I'm just posting it in the middle of nowhere. You know, we have people that have joined the YouTube channel and people that are already on the website. So as soon as it posts, boom, people already see it happening. And, you know, that's a good foundation to build off of. And that's the one thing I was always pushing on people with DMT world is like, dude, create some content. We got a YouTube channel. There's six, 700 subscribers right now. And I just started uploading all the podcast man and, and you can you can see it growing there's more people joining there's more people watching and i'm like right now it's the time guys i mean anybody if you got content fucking hit me up dude i'll put it on there and, and you know we're right, right right off the bat you're gonna have 700 people watching your shit you know what i mean try to start your yeah. own shit and see how how long it takes it's not easy man it really isn't no it's it's a struggle and so you guys are already almost it's a and Mark and um, well, from what I did learn my first semester when I was in those kind of classes is like that's kind of like your first milestone and then things really start happening from there. Well see I, so. I, I hadn't even touched the, the YouTube channel for a while like um, I kind of it's it took a back seat because I was like let me figure out this podcast stuff because I don't even know anything about you know the audio equipment or even software and it took me like you know, a month to figure all that shit out. And once I got it and then I got, you know, the swing of things and now I'm like just catching up. I'm applying everything that I've learned now in the last like week. So like even this one here, I'm still not able to, to upload it as, as how I want. How I want to do it is record it, edit it, add the intro, add the music, upload it upload it to YouTube. And then like within 48 hours, it's going to be on podcast platform. It's going to be on YouTube platform and it's going to be in DMT world on the site as well. So that's like the ultimate goal right there. And I'd say in about a month, that's, it's, that's where we should be at. Nice. And, and it's good. Yeah, um, What's up? You thought about um, maybe getting my Patrick for the, um, the content aspect or you think that might be like stepping on the site's toes a little bit. What do you mean? Um, so basically it's like people that like pledge to in so much money for like each video that you produce and they kind of help fund it. And um, like that's a, a good way to kind of expand, get more sophisticated stuff, you know, maybe get some help or whatever. But I was wondering if you thought that might kind of be like stepping on the toes of DMT world because they got a Patreon. They need it too, you know? Well, I, when I, I spoke to the main admin um, originally, or I, I don't know, I wouldn't call him main admin, but he's, he's the main dude behind the scenes, right? Panda Dream. He's the guy who I had mm -hmm. on um, just recently. And, um, you know, he, he's offered to do that as well. There is a donate, like on the, on the website, there's a page on there where you can <clears throat> donate to the podcast if you like, like specifically or to the YouTube channel or to the site. And then obviously, you know, they have the Patreon membership, but to be honest with you right now, for me, it's, we're so far away from that, man. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. that building a great foundation and getting to the point where we can monetize the YouTube channel, um, I mean, that'll help out a little bit. And then, you know, maybe afterwards, you know, we'll see, but I, you know, I've got the, the, the best thing that I have right now is just create a freedom. You know what I mean? I, I can do whatever I want with the podcast. I mean, I can, 
I can sit on here and just blab, blab on for 45 minutes if I want to. But, you know, obviously at the end of the day, that's not going to, you know, it's, it's not going to bring in um, views. And for me, what I really want to do is just learn, you know, like, like, um, like having, um, having, um, what oh, fuck, why do I keep forgetting his damn name, dude? Travis. Uh, Trevor Miller. Yeah, right. Trevor Miller. Like having him on too, like for me, that's like a learning experience. Like, hey, like who is this guy? What is it that you're doing? Is there anything that we can do? Like what is something that any average person can do to help out or, you know, contribute to the cause or whatever the case may be? And then also bringing that awareness to other people. Like for me, that's, you know, that's the main goal for me, you know, because I also grow as an individual as well. So as far as like the monetizing and... (laughs) You know, the financial side of it, man, who knows? We'll see. I, I, I feel that I feel that it, it, as long as I have the passion for it, as long as I enjoy doing it and I continue to enjoy doing it, you know, that that aspect of all of this is just the cherry on top. Right. And, and, and it is a goal of mine. It is. It is. It would be. It's like a, it's, it's a goal, a long term goal. It would be great to be able to to do this and, and, and be able to network with people. And, and instead of, you know, having a a job that I go to every fucking day that, you know, I'm I'm glad that I have a job, but you know, I don't, I don't love it. I don't have as much passion for it as I do for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't think I've ever had a job that I loved. I think that's, (laughs) that's half my problem. Everything is like, just uh, lift this, put it down over there. (laughs) Dump that basket in the grease. It's not for me, man. Yeah. That's that's why I'm trying to get into being like an English professor because that's a reasonable goal. Yeah, you know I could do that, and um, you know hopefully there'll be a day where I don't have to teach because um, I'd rather just you know stay home and write. And yeah. uh, if I could do that, so it's like I kind of feel the same way there, you know. <clears throat> you know what though, I, I really find like yeah. th- to me, and I've seen people like this who have take taken off in the YouTube world, in the private sector where they just, they, they go and they do what they love. And then next thing you know, that's their thing. And they're no longer clocking in and clocking out. And, and there's, from what I've seen so far, a, a distinct difference between, you know, a certain amount of people who end up like that and who don't or who try. And what it is, is the people who just have that niche or they have that one thing, whether they're already famous or they already have a lot of followers or whether they have a lot of customers. And then there's the other person who just grinds. They continue to show up. They continue to do what they want to do and they continue to do it. And next thing you know, they have so much content or so much material or whatever it is, services that they, that they offer that they're just a big entity on their own because, you know, they showed up every day to do what they love to do. And, and, you know, there's so much to go through. And for me, I have no problem with that, man. Like work ethic is everything for me. You know, I'm not a smart guy. I'm not a fast guy. I'm not a strong guy, you know, but I, I, I do my work. I always show up. I continue to do, do what I love to do. And I, and, and I do my best at it while I'm at it. And I continue to grow, you know, continuously. So I think that's where, um, you know, that's where I'll be able to, at, at the least, you know, be able to come up with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I, and I, 
I mean, even if you have some sort of niche, without that mentality, it's going to go away. I mean, how many washed-up actors, rock stars, and whatever do you see, you know? So, yeah, yeah, you got to have that mentality or nothing's going to happen. I'll tell you, most of the shitty jobs I've had, most of them, not all of them, were pretty disappointed to see me go, you know? Like, I don't... I don't look like much, but I've, for the most part, got a pretty good attitude. Yeah. You know, you're giving me the money I need to feed my family. Yeah. Come here, put the smile on that you're paying me to wear, and I'm going to do my goddamn job, you know? That goes a long way, dude. It really does, man. I mean, even in the places that I've worked at, like right now I work in a, I work in a, in a, in a smaller department within a larger IT department, mainly networking technologies, network operations. And even in that team, like, you know, you have people that um, they're okay with just coming in, doing their work, and then going home, clocking out, and getting their paycheck. And they're not about, you know, I mean, they're about just doing what they're paid to do. And then you have people that are fucking slackers. That, you know, they're just like, fuck, I do the minimum. You know what I mean? But they, they're still there. And they just continue because, they're, you know, they're filling a the space, which is fine. I mean, it's a little frustrating for some people, but... I, I'm sometimes leaning a little bit further to where I, I sometimes do more than I have to, or more like I start picking shit up, which is it, it, it gets to be like a double-edged sword sometimes because sometimes it works for me because I, I end up doing a great job, but then it, and then it fires back because then I'm the first motherfucker when something new comes that they come to and you're like, fuck, I got I already got like 10 things I'm doing, but, and, and then it just becomes like, overwhelming. Promote you. You're the only one that knows what they're doing. You're right where you belong. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, um, I am, am a person that opens up cans of worms like at all the time with the unknowingly sometimes too, where I'm like, Hey, what's going on over here? And people are like, I'm not even going to say nothing. And then there I go fucking looking into shit. And then I find this huge fucking mess. And now since I saw it and now since I found it and I touched it and now it's my fucking problem, you know what I'm saying? And never fails, man. Never fucking fails. <laughs> it, it, it really is like it, it's a double-edged sword man it's 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 good to have good work ethic but you have to know when to fucking stay in your lane and be like okay you know i have enough on my plate you know what i mean and and <clears throat> because things when 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 things overwhelm you your 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 quality goes down your production goes down and then next thing you know you're just this anxiety-ridden fucking individual who hates to come to work you know what i'm saying it's not good, man. That that happened to me in the call centers because um, I did uh, strong arm collections for a while. That's where I really just talk, even if I have nothing to say. What do you and, mean? Um, <laughs> and did what strong arm collections? Yeah, what do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they also call it like Buffalo collections. So basically, I'd call up a debtor, and. Um, but I'd call them from a private number and I'd tell them I was like a process server in their local area and that I had like fraud papers. Um, but I normally would try not to even talk to them. So I would call their boss and tell them, yeah, well, I'm coming to where you work. And said, oh, you need shit. to sign off that I was here too. Yada, yada. Safety, of course. And these people would all freak out. Oh my God, hell. And then I'd give them our number and like call them. They're the ones handling your case. And, Someone else would pick it up and be like, yeah, you remember that small loan you took a year ago? You're going to go to jail for it unless you pay up oh, now. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> very, very illegal. I, babe, people do that all the time. Like, I know uh, yeah. my fucking, I know some guy that I grew up with 
who that's what they did and they did uh they did the thing where they called like all these AAA members or like VA guys and they were like yeah we're we're an organization that donates like money to veterans disabled veterans and people with disabilities and they were only like donating like 2% of the, like their total revenue and like motherfuckers would be paying them like all kinds of money, dude. And it'd be like, what? Like that shit ain't like, that shit ain't legal, man. Like you guys are fucking stealing shit. But I'm sure there's a way they can word it though. Right. That's the federal prison. I don't know, man. I never got into it, dude. I've never really been a big on shit like that, man. But I guess those guys were, man. And, and they always were fucking, they always had money, man. They were always having parties in their office and shit. People getting all fucked up. Like, what the fuck is this, dude? I do my bosses pass out beers on Fridays. At the end of the day, just handing out beers. And like, That's crazy, ah, man. Has a few beers and drives home, whatever. It's fine. Fine. Nothing wrong here. That's nuts, man. Again, I actually went to a comedy club uh, in Buffalo with my boss there. And uh, he had like this giant cactus looking man. It was like this big. And it was a uh, dab rig. And that was the first time I had dads. I took a few, you know, I took a few dads and we got in his car. I don't remember what the hell it was, but it was fast. And he had like that little bird dog. We went into a tunnel and he rolled down his wings and fucking kicked that shit. Oh shit! <laughs> just really fast, man. And Damn, that's probably one of the best nights of my life. You know, I <clears throat> that that's so fucking shady as fuck, though, man. You know, you're you're literally stealing from motherfuckers, man. Like I, I and you know, I, I I really believe he still does. Well, I mean, it. we weren't stealing because they did owe the debt, but it was really fucked up. We went about. It. Well, yeah, you know, of, of course, yeah. Bullying old ladies for like their social security that wears on you after a while and do it. No, I bet, man. Um, and and my buddy who who was doing that, this is when we were like 18, 19 years old. So and we're you know we're in our mid thirties. This motherfucker's been doing it for decades now. And he like just the other day he hit me up and he told me he got this job and <clears throat> he was telling me about how it was a little bit of a different pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded the same, bro. Like he's over here, like going out with his fucking, his boss had an, I guess he like, he met him the first day and he told him you're hard. Now where's, where's the nearest strip club type shit. You know what I mean? Like, let's go and get fucked up and they're just getting <laughs> fucked up for the whole weekend. It's like the first week these guys are even here. And I'm like, I, something tells me these guys ain't like fucking professionals or businessmen. You know what I'm saying? Like they got something else going on in, the, in wall street, man. Like that, yeah, like that. And then I didn't see, I didn't see him for like a month, bro. And I'm like, he came by and he's like, hey, man, he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, I lent him some money or something. He, he paid me back. And then I said, how's your job going? He's like, oh, dude, we're still fucking partying from like a month ago, dude. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah. he's like, dude, I go to the to our customers' fucking offices. I bring them like bottles of Jack, like all these liquor and shit. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, we take him out to go get fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, that don't seem right, dude. <laughs> Shit like that is that like sounds like a great job though. How do I <laughs> well the thing is is shit like that you know is not gonna last forever and, and it makes me feel like you're trying to make me like you're trying to um what is it called distract me from something important, you know, by keeping me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it just doesn't feel right for me, man. I ain't I ain't that type of person to go along with shit like that, dude. I just am I'm not I'm not 
But whatever, man, to each their own. They're, they're probably going to spike the beers when the Connellys are on the play. They're going to go out with that cult did comment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's, it's crazy, <laughs> dude. People do all kinds of shady shit like that, dude. Um, you know, I was talking to my wife last night about <clears throat> about being able to trust each other in going out and and where we choose and who we choose to spend our time with like me for example you know ever since i got into this path you know i i started reaching out to people i got on the site i got online i got on youtube now i'm doing interviews you know for my wife to to be able to trust me you know it was rough for her you know and and it's the same way with me you know she's like well i want to go do this and go do that and for me it's a little bit kind of like because, you know, we have to keep each other in mind at all times when we do these things. And um, I, we, I've been with my wife for 10 years now, and we know enough to know bullshit when we see it. And, and that's the biggest thing that I got to keep in mind, and she has to with me as well. Because you see these people that get fucking taken advantage of, you know, like I was listening to some lady who had been like, in some cult I, I guess it was a cult i don't know some fucking dude claiming he was like some rebirth of some indian fucking god or some shit and she had paid this guy like oh, so much money dude like create like ridiculous amount of money to be in like these classes and shit like that and, you know a lot of us obviously at the end of the day we don't know because we weren't put in that situation but a lot of times right. when i see when i enter a group of people or organization and the first time i see somebody put somebody on a pedestal i'm like wait a minute what the fuck is going on here right because for real in all reality nobody here is above anybody and and i think that for the most part everybody can agree with that right like there's not one human being that that we bow down to or that we like a lot of people have problems with that but when somebody starts doing that and, and then you start seeing more of it happen and then people start making suggestions with a smile on their face where they're pretty much telling you, hey, you need to do what we're doing kind of shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. I've always been one to call it out and, and not be part of it. <clears throat> and I think that's something that now we've understood. We've come to understand that when I go out or when I go talk to people or when she does, you know, I know enough to know that at least she knows bullshit. You know what I mean, we've been gone through enough life enough to know that we can call it when we see it but some people don't some people can't they end up getting fucked over man and it's uh it's sad man but too many people out there man too many people out there do shit like that you know what i mean it's pretty and desperate people even easier to pray on because even if they smell bullshit, they're too desperate, they take chance. What if this is real? Yeah, you know, I um there's a guy I forget what the fuck where I was watching this thing, but you you know those guys that get fucking ripped off by these Russian brides that they meet online and then they they're like there was some guy on TV once that I watched. He went down to go meet this girl. And she was showing pictures of herself, like he would send her like a, like a, a necklace and like $5,000 and a bunch of roses and shit. Like this guy's a, and he would send it, she would send him pictures of, of her wearing it and shit like that. And then, and then the day came when he went to go visit her and she never showed up. And there was like a camera crew with the guy and shit like that, people following him. 
And then he went back home and then the lady messaged him again and was like, oh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. You know, came up with this big old excuse. And the guy was like, it's okay. You know, I still love you. I'm still going to be here for you. And I remember the, 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 the guy who was there with him from like the TV production crew was asking him, like, you know that this lady is like lying to you, right? And the guy was like, yeah, I do. But, you know, this is the closest that I'll ever get to any kind of love in this reality because, you know, the guy wasn't, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> For me, I'm like, yeah. that's sad. It's sad, yeah, but you know, yeah, it's awful as fuck, but it, it's sad. But at the same time, like, I can't tell you to not do it. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes. You know what I'm saying? Some people do. It's especially if you know it's bullshit and you do it anyway. That's, that's on you. You're going. It is, but it also goes to show just how, the, you know, you can get to that point. Like if you if you grew up being an ugly ass motherfucker or, or a poor ass motherfucker or somebody that's just completely disadvantaged in some manner, like you don't even you won't know. You don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Most people don't know what that's like. And there's people out there that are that way. And they're like, dude, I'll take whatever the fuck I can while I'm here. You know, but um, it, it's sad. Really sad, man. But <laughs> it's uh. It's out there, man. It's out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you uh you dub this part of the conversation, you should use that uh I think it was it Mozart. You know in the Blabowski when he finds out Bonnie kidnapped that Hey, but it's true, man. It's true. There's, there's some unfortunate motherfuckers out there, bro. Oh, there really is. And some people that just give up, man. They're just like, fuck it. I, this is what it is, man. And oh, dude, it, it's sad as fuck, man. I, not for me, man. I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself, dude. What have you been up to, dude? Well, not much. Uh, getting everything in order this next semester. Um, I got some people. <laughs> in the college helped me get that uh, decision overturned. Um, Trans was missing some paperwork I had to allow, um, and that could have been part of the rock. So I'd still get my aid for that as well. But um, yeah, supposed to start week after next. I got my room set up in the little office for the bed. I had like a desk and I'm gonna sit and work at, so. Nice, you got- um, It's like- gonna be good, I'm sad. You got like a computer and all that shit set up already? Um, well, I haven't been able to afford to replace mine, but I got one in the school that I'm borrowing. So I've got something for now and I should be able to get a new one when I get the rest of whatever thought I get. See, the thing is, is it sucks. You know, they give you a whole bunch of like money, but like, you can't spend it on anything you want to spend it on. You got to like spend it on stuff. Yeah, but um, you know that's really good. I'm gonna get a pretty decent desktop so I can run on the program to uh, see if I can get that. Um, oh shit, what is it called? Adobe? Is it Adobe? What is it for? Yeah, I think so. With all the uh, audio and visual tools, making videos and stuff like that. Yeah, um, there's um, what is it called? Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's got like Photoshop. Yeah, because I've been around a bit on Adobe Ocean before, and I used the app 
version of the video. I think it's final cut. Um, not much, but to where I could, uh, you know, play with it if need be and make something decent. You know, kind of like what you do podcast, just trial and error, grind and learn. Yeah, it's a bitch, dude. Um, you know, there's a guy on, um, I use a lot of Adobe Edition. I did a little bit of um, Photoshop and then uh, Premiere Rush is another one that I started using. Um, it's it's like the light version of Adobe Premiere Professional or something like that. But um, <clears throat> it's a really easy shit. Just edit. Click. The only thing is I, I started looking into other software and, and, and realized that a lot of these GUIs, these user interfaces are they're very similar. So once you learn one, no matter whether it's complicated or not, you know, you can learn other ones as well. <clears throat> I've been pretty fortunate enough to have access you, you to You know what, that's exactly true. You know, there's um, a free version of Adobe Audition. It's not Adobe Audition else, but dude, it's the same thing, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, I feel like it's audio something, but, you know, I downloaded it because it was a free audio editor, and it was pretty much the same thing. Except yeah. I don't think Adobe was a bit better, but, you know, you pay for it, so it better be. You know? Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, man, some of the shit you don't even need, bro. Like, especially if you're not going to be doing like production quality stuff, man, like probably 80% of the, the features that are on there, you're not even going to fucking use, man. Like for me, I click maybe like 10 buttons out of each one of those, <laughs> out of each one. And I just have like a, like a, I have like a little thing that I do, like where I already know which button to click. I already know where to pick the files from. And then I just choose where I edit and then merge all the files together, make it one complete thing, export it, and then, you know, put it to whatever I have to put it to. And it's, um, it's pretty cool, man. It took me like two weeks to figure out what the fuck I was even looking at, man. Like no joke. I was like, I don't even know what this is. Like it took a little bit of time. And some of those YouTube channels fucking, some of the YouTube videos suck, dude. Like, (laughs) You need somebody to show you how they do it. And then, you know, you, and it's gotta be something similar to what you're going to be doing. And then, you know, you find your, your swing, you know, your groove on how you do things. Cause otherwise you're going to start from the bottom, dude. And it, it's a fucking pain in the ass, bro. Yeah. See, mostly what I do on Adobe audition is like download, um, clips from, uh, like YouTube is like a format. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd sandwich things together. Like, for one, I got the song from Rick and Morty, and I layered it under doing, eh, I'd give it like a 4 to 10 impression of the character. Dude, send it to um, me, bro. It's like yelling at about commercial-free radio. Commercial-free radio, Morty, the commercials <laughs> ever, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, send it to and, me, bro. Um, you should put it on the fucking you know, that was That was pretty cool. It took forever, though, and it shouldn't, because it was a pretty simple thing, but you know, it was things like that, like the one I was working on um, before everything happened. Uh, I was partway through. It was awesome to Tenacious U movie. It was the uh, the gig simulator. It's like, you know, you pass it and you're in. But then instead of using like Jack Black and his character, I came with, um, oh, God, I don't even know what that thing is. Um, wow, that sounded terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it's some Europe pop musician thing that doesn't even say any words can't tell if it's like boy girl fluid like whatever i have no idea but 
Like she doesn't, and here she doesn't use words it's like rah, bah, 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 and they make this weird noise like, and then and then uh, I cut back in with the his take off the stage. I had but it was pretty fun. You should send it to me. But it dude. never got to air. You, um, I took George Carlin seven words and I just did like a string of beep 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 beeps because I thought it was. Do you still have any of that stuff or what? Um, I think I might be able to find some of that stuff maybe in like Google Drive, but I'm not honestly sure. Yeah, I've unfortunately went through a lot of technological devices over the last couple of years. <laughs> Sucks. I was going to say, dude, uh, send it to me, Matt. I'm hoping I should, should be able to recover it from wine email addresses because I need to send it to my wife. So it's it's got to be out there somewhere. So if you find it, man. It's a matter of finding it. If you find it, send it over, dude. I'll get it, I'll get it posted up to that YouTube channel. Do you do anything on YouTube? You got any stuff on YouTube? Um, I have one video that should be locked. Um, after you talked me down, I like wrote that that song. Did a really shitty job singing it. Put it up. What do you mean? You just see my pajama the whole time, and I just <laughs> sing my shitty song. <laughs> Hold on. What do you mean? I mean, it wasn't that bad. It's, I'm not a really great singer at all. But I don't really see why it need to be anyways. I'm just saying. Well, it's fun to... Half of the groups couldn't sing for shit. But it's fun Bob to... Bob Dylan, Jim Morrison, they were great. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, come on, dude. You're comparing yourself to these... Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I... Oh, no. Fuck no. No way. Wait, hell, I'm just saying, like, you don't necessarily have to be a great singer, and I never yeah. thought I'd ever make it in music anyways. I just like doing it, you know? So I got probably, like, 11 songs written that I like halfway. It's a little mean tweaks, but I'm never going to do anything with them. I have no interest in it. Well, you know, for me, to be honest with you, like, <clears throat> I, I'm starting to get... I'm starting to feel like I like doing this stuff and just putting it out there, even for just like even my kids watching me do this shit, man, and listening to the stuff that like the, I was creating some of this music earlier. Like, <clears throat> you know, it's it's inspiring for them too, you know, to to you know their their creative side to 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 own it because for me, you know, I never had that, and I think that's a big part of why I stopped drawing, why I stopped writing, and. <laughs> You know, just doing all of those creative things that I did as a teenager. Like, man, I used to read books like a motherfucker, dude. When I got out of high school, um, when I was in high school, I met this fucking hippie chick out here, dude. And everybody called her the hippie chick because we're all fucking like cholos and shit, right? So <laughs> she was like the hippie chick. But she uh, told me about this dude so, named... Super Grill here. What, what the hell is all <laughs> Yeah. But she told me about this dude named Jack Kerouac, and I never knew who the fuck this guy was. And, you know, I'm, I come from a completely different world. And once I, I heard about him and I kind of got an idea of what, the, what, what he was or kind of, you know, his attitude, his outlook on life and the world, I became interested in it. And, like, I spent, 
the 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 summer after I graduated, dude, I read all of his fucking books, bro. I would get in the I would get on the um the city bus. I would roll myself up a couple of joints, make myself like a little um like some snacks in a backpack. I used to back then people had Walkmans and shit, right? And I was <laughs> I don't remember what I had, but I had music with me, and I would travel to all the mountain ranges. Yeah, I had that shit way longer than anybody else did. I still had a four-leap <laughs> player in fuck 2010. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but, man, it was good, man. Dude, I never smartphone until my daughter was born. I had fucking flippers. Really? How long ago was that? 2013. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's... Uh, I think my first smartphone I got in 2015. I think for a lot of people, 2000s was when a lot, and mid to late 2000s was when, you know, especially for for me, my, the first computer I ever had, I was in the fucking, is when I got into the army, dude, they gave me this bonus and I fucking um, bought a desktop. It was like $700, dollars dude. I was all fucking, you know, I never had a computer and that was like 2005, 2004, 2005. And uh, that was just a game changer right there. You know what I mean? Up until that point, there was no consistent like online activity for me, you know, and, and that's the difference between people like us and our children. You know, our children, the first one of the first interactions with media that they have is from something that originated, you know, that's being transferred through the Internet. You know what I mean? Like, you know how ladies play music like for like ninety percent of them too. What's that? And probably like ninety percent of too. Oh yeah, a lot of like throughout their entire life. Exactly. Internet, internet, internet. Well, think about it. <clears throat> a woman who's pregnant has a baby in her stomach. She's listening to some YouTube song or some song that she downloaded from somewhere. The baby's hearing it, like right away in that stomach. As soon as that mm-hmm. baby can hear, it's already being. And it's in interacting with something that's being transferred through the internet. <laughs> and if you think about the advancement of children from <clears throat> nowadays, somebody from, you know, a toddler to 10 year old and compare the, the same type of, um, I don't know, all these little things inside of their mind that are, you know, going on and off because of this interaction to somebody who was born in the 1940s, like that completely changes the game for, us as humans, you know what I mean? There's no, like, there's some kids who are more advanced when it comes to even just one subject for, you know, than some of the, some older people. And sometimes old people, they don't like that shit. Like <laughs> they, they get fucking pissed. They don't like, they don't like that shit. <laughs> Especially people that are like already in their fifties right now. And their, their first time messing around with technology was like in the last 10 years. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Uh, my fucking kids are like that dude they they're just full of information bro they use it for the stupidest shit (laughs) right dude i had to go to youtube youtube allowed us no more and these kids would sit there all day watching these dumb ass videos man well, they're super dumb. Like, some of them don't even have a point. So some kids playing princess doll or whatever. Like, you have toys in the closet. Yeah, I did. It's going to usher in the fucking virtual era, dude. Like, no joke, man. Artificial intelligence and, the, and, and, and this virtual uh, reality type stuff or whatever they want to call it. Um, 
what is the other one called? Um, augmented reality, which is kind of augmented you, reality. Yeah, but that's kind of a mixture of, of both. But that's like the next thing, bro. Like that's what humans are going to be born into. You know what I mean? Like, where does this stop? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's for real. It's a, it's a, it's a good question. I like that. Of course, man. I like all of it. I mean, I don't like playing names, but I think the concept is very cool. I'd like to see like uh, Iron Man's word orange with like <clears throat> all that stuff he can do in his head and shit. That'd like, be really the, fucking cool. The holograms. That'd be cool. If you could do that like on your own personal laptop or, or workstation at a job that you may be working at, that'd be fucking, that'd be pretty cool, man. But you know, it, it, everybody just, where does it stop? Right. Everybody gets afraid of it because there's going to come a point in time and it's, it's called the singular, the singularity, right? That's when artificial intelligence kicks in, man. And that's it. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. What do you? What else are you gonna? And all the smartest people in the world are scared of that. Oh, it's probably something we should consider. Well, the thing is, too, though, it's almost the next. It makes sense that it's the next evolutionary step. Look at what we've been doing this entire time. We're building things to do shit for us. That's it. You know what I mean? How 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 far does it go, or are we willing to allow it to be? And I think that. The majority of us, we're like in the middle, but there's people on the fucking fringe. They're on the end, and they don't—they <clears throat> don't have that that connectivity that they that some people do with other humans. You know what I mean? As much as they do that, then with uh, a written software or a robot or a machine. Right. Yeah, some people need some humanity. It seems it's always them that get to choose. Oh. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? What are we going to do? <laughs> For real, they'll just keep He's shining. Big podcast, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they'll keep tossing the shiny ass fucking screens and shit, bro. You know what I mean? It's the fucking truth, man. Uh, hey, right. It doesn't. Man, I don't know sometimes, though. About what? So, like, you think, I, I don't know how far I'm going to, like, go into that. Like, there are people, you know, who think that everything's a simulation. Like, I don't think so, but what the hell do I know? I mean, what, like, what if already there, man? Like, if we already passed the point of singularity, let me we ask, could be in a little pod, like the Matrix, or they're right. Let me ask you something, like, seriously. Have you ever had a dream or a trip in where that's what you saw or something similar to that? I haven't, no. No? But I've heard that people do. It doesn't surprise me. It seems like something that people would pop experience back in may earlier this year (laughs) i had a experience and it was one of the first difficult experiences that i've had in this um when it comes to any of this stuff psychedelics lucid dreaming any of the stuff that i've started 
um, about four or five years ago. And that's exactly what it was. Um, I was in a place where <clears throat> I was speaking with something. I don't remember what it was. It could have been me. It could have been my subconscious. It could have been a fucking extraterrestrial for all I know. And I was in a place that looked like a fucking train station. And there was, there was just this white background. And in the middle, it was like this opening that was for far. I couldn't tell it was really far, but it was just an opening to like the stars and shit. And there was like a rail way and I was sitting like on the platform <clears throat> and it was showing me the meaning of life. And it just, it went through the whole, like I lived my life as a child, young man, adult, old man died, boom. And I went to the other side of, of death. And I saw all of these different lives that I was living, but the other side of death remained the same. It just looked different. And what it was, was like the matrix shit. Like we're, we're, there was these beings that were just being the, like the energy was being harvested from them. And it was like feelings and emotion, love. Like that's what it was being harvested from these people. And dude, it happened for like an hour straight. And you know, being in a dream for an hour straight in this time and this time that we're experiencing right now, it'll, it, it feels like it can feel like a week to two weeks. And this continued to happen over and over. It got to the point where I really was considering like sh killing myself to stop it. Like, you know, when you get, Jesus. yeah, you know, when you get to that place, it happens to a lot of people. It, it, it crosses your mind because it's so, um, difficult for you and you're like i needed to stop i wanted to stop and that's what happened to me dude and i came back and i was so fucking shook like so afraid of what i had just saw that i was like i need to enjoy my time here in this existence because that felt fucking real and i saw it and i lived thousands of lives in that little small amount of time and it all turned out the same way and it was scary as fuck and it was like I would kept telling myself, well, there's no reason. There's no reason. Like what? That's all there is. And it was like, all right, you don't want to accept it. Here's another one. And it just for a very long time. And uh, <laughs> this is why I, I think about shit like this, because it felt super real, man. It really did. And it made me think that I don't know a goddamn thing. I really don't know anything for sure, except that I am here. I'm sitting in this chair and I'm talking to you through a fucking screen. <laughs> right. Oh, man. No, I mean, I did contemplate, like, killing myself down to trip once. That was, um, told you my wife came home and found me kid in the living room with a fucking knife. <laughs> it was like, it was like these irons. And they're just, like, blaring in my head, like, as a fire truck went by, right? But then it started, like, looping. And then, like, another piled on. Another one, like, it was just, like, it wouldn't stop and it was like the hell out of my ears and <laughs> drove me crazy like scream it happens to people yeah, I, I just crazy. I think that some people are not willing to admit it because they feel like it's a bad thing you know and for me 
it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it was something it was an obstacle for me. And, and I got to the point where I realized that maybe not doing things by myself and doing them in a more structured form and learning what that is inside of my mentality to be able to just let go, because ultimately I'm sure you've been in and had a trip or a session where letting go was what made things even like just more streamlined. And it was like enjoyable where you were having a pretty good session, a pretty good trip. It's like when you start yeah. fighting it though, and that loops start happening and then you're fucking <laughs> this shit's just going off in your head and you can't control it. You're not even trying after to. The, after the apes came my ass, I had a like, series of really different trips because I just couldn't let go more. Um, well, I guess I really had learned how at that point. Mostly I was just enjoying the game. But um, it was uh, it was Mozart. I put on Mozart and laid down because I'd take some acid thinking, you know, like, I just do the acid, never had a bar on acid, but you know, then I was in a really time then too. And um, I just I try on Mozart and lay down and just close my eyes like you know it's gonna be fine in the morning, just, just ride it out. And yeah. that was all the difference. And um, before I knew it I was in like a beige world. I mean I knew I was in my bed, but in my when I had my eyes closed, like I could envision like vision, yeah. in this beige world that was in paper. And like all those notes and everything, it was wonderful. I learned what vibrato was. I never knew what that was. What's I really that? enjoyed vibrato. What is that? Um, so the closest thing I could compare to is like bending notes on a guitar. Um, it's in uh, a lot of the class music with like the strings, like, like back and forth a little bit. How do you spell it? Is it the V E R B I B R T O? Let me let me try something real quick, dude. I've I've never tried this before, but let's see if we can uh, do something with this thing real quick in in this uh, recording here. Give me one second. Hello. Let's go here. All right. Tell me, do you see my screen there? Um, it's still swing. Yes, I do. No. Um. No, V I R. No, I think that's it, dude. V E R B E R A T I O. Right? The act or action of beating or striking specifically impulse or vibration of a body that causes sound. I don't, I don't. So maybe try classical music and try V I B. Is that where they do like, like this guy was talking to me the other day and he was trying to explain something where they, they put like this little speaker down and like the sheet over the speaker or something. And then they poured sand over it and then they turned up to a certain frequency and you could see like the shapes being, um, like built in that, in the sand, like shit like that. No, no, this is stuff like way back before any of that was a thing, like the seven, 1800s and stuff. <laughs> Like orchestra music. I don't know, man. Anyhow, I just um, wanted to R, see. I'm pretty sure it's R-A-T-O. Oh, gotcha. R-A-T-O? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's VIR. Like this one, Roboto? Or VIB. Can you still see my screen? Yeah, that's the this it right here? Yeah, that's that one right there. Yep. What is it? Um, next to the, the east way I could explain it here, the close to can uh, compare it to is kind of like, almost like when rockers bend notes on their guitar, because they'll play a note, but they don't have point, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It almost sounds kind of springy. Exactly, yeah. What was it just like, uh, just because you were listening to the, the, the music? No, no, that's like, asked, um, his professor, her husband, a musician. And, um, I, I asked her what that called and she, um, that's what she got back in emails, but bro, um, I mean, I don't think I've ever listened to classical music when I wasn't, in, but, um, like that's definitely a hate. No shit. So it just I don't know something about classical music that sounds amazing when you're on a dose. Dude. Um I yeah, so it I, really does. I had a uh, my first breath work session like two days ago, bro. Have you ever seen anybody talk about uh breath work or anybody you ever done breath work or anything like that? No, I'm not familiar with brother. Yeah, my my kids actually clocked early tonight, so yeah. I'm pretty lucky. They usually fight me at bedtime for a while. Dude, I stayed up until like five o'clock yeah, this morning. My little dude must have talked himself out. He passed about seven. <clears throat> Are your kids going to school yet, man? I'm sorry, you cut out. What what o'clock this morning? Dude, I think we got. I think we got a little bit of a lag going on, huh? Oh yeah, I've been trying my best to work around it. It's been press. That what? It's yeah, it's been there like the whole time. I'm trying my best to work around. It's all good. Yeah, no, I I stayed up fucking late last night, dude, until like five o'clock this morning. I was um hanging out with my kids, just watching them play games and shit. And I passed out early yesterday. Dude, I don't know what the fuck's been happening with me, dude. Like when I get probably like about five o'clock in the afternoon, dude, I'm just so fucking spent, dude. I'm, and it's probably just, I know what it is. I just fucking not sleeping right at night, but, um, I stayed up until like five this morning and doing all kinds of shit, man. I fucking, I was so fucking tired when I woke up, man. But, um, I was talking about the, um, the breath work stuff yeah. like two days ago. So I've been getting involved with my local um, psychedelic community here in, in Phoenix where I'm at. And um, I was invited to a, well, I wasn't invited. I actually asked the guy if I can go out to experience it, the um, breath work class. And I guess where they were at, they had, they lifted restrictions or whatever it was, but we were able to come in, but we just had to be separated by six feet, you know, the whole fucking thing. And, um, I really thought I was going to get up and walk out halfway through. I'm not going to lie. I was like, breath work. Like, what the fuck? What what am I going to do with breath? Like, get out of here, dude. But I'll try it out because I've heard, talk to some people and they're like, dude, it works. It really works. And 
I get in there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go at it hundred um, percent. Otherwise I'm going to feel like a dumbass if I end up leaving. So I get in there and lay down. We have these little mattresses that we put out all the little, you know, all the sheets and everything had just been laundered. I was helping set everything up and <clears throat> the guys there, him and his wife, they've been doing this for quite some time. And um, they just started doing it with the community recently. And um, they got this little place down there and they kind of walked us through because it's my first time ever being there. There was probably like five or six other people there, including the two like host. And um, <clears throat> they showed us how to do the breathing. They're like, you can do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. This is your first time. Just kind of enjoy the experience. You don't have to breakthrough you don't have to blah 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 just be comfortable and i was like okay fine and you know i got in there and i started breathing at first and i was laying on my back breathing through my nose out and then there was a few other ones that they showed us but i was just like i'm just going to keep breathing and just and then slow down and you know and then kind of just ride it and dude something started happening in my fucking head like i started getting this and i was like i'm just getting lightheaded that's just because i'm fucking breathing so much and then i kept trying to fucking rationalize this feeling in my head that was happening because i was like ah it's because and i was like wait i'm just breathing oxygen like what the fuck is happening and i started tripping dude and i had my fucking eyes closed and everything just, I, I just started feeling this fucking vibration, bro, like in my head and it went in my chest. And then next thing you know, like my arms and my legs started kind of like, oh, and I was like, oh shit, this feels exactly like when I blast off, like I could feel me leaving my fucking body. And then like for, for like maybe 30, 45 minutes, I was stuck in the middle of still being in my body and then like i would get little glimpses of a different place and then like i heard a voice and then on another time <clears throat> i saw this like there's this place that i always see it's this big long stretch of grass and there's it's like a park but like and separates roads it's weird i saw that place and then i remember they were they were offering people hoppy you know what hoppy is it's just like old um it's a tobacco or like a and then they shoot it up your nose. It's like a snuff and, and it burns okay. the fuck out of you. But that there, apparently it's legit too. And that when the lady came to me, what they were doing, they were playing music too. And they were walking around with this big ass round drum. It was like a, it looked like a tam big ass tambourine, but it was a drum. It was kind of flat, but it was long. And, you know, and then the guy had a big, like a, <clears throat> um, I don't know what kind of drum it was, but it created like this vibration. And at a, a few points in time, they saw me struggling, dude. They told me afterwards, they were like, we saw you fucking like curling up on the fucking mattress and shit. And they went up with the drum and they're like hitting it like right above my head. And dude, like <laughs> I could feel the vibration like in the place that I was in from the drums, dude. And I was like, holy fuck. And then the lady came and she was like, hey, she's like, hey, I'm laying down. And she's like, uh, would you like some hot pay? This the, the lady, the host. <clears throat> and I sat up, dude, and I was like, what the fuck? I could barely even see inside the room. Everything was so blurry and distorted. And I couldn't even see her. Like, it was just, it was like a fucking dream. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? She was like, oh, just lay down. She was like, ground yourself, lay down. And I laid down and she came back and put some, um, 
I don't know what it was like a, some kind of oil or something. And she put it on the back of my neck and like my, you know, like my cheekbones and my forehead. And I could start smelling the, the aroma from it. And <clears throat> it kind of started bringing me back down. And, and then they were just like, all right, make sure like you're slowing your breath down and kind of helping me go through it. And then I, I was fucking blown away, dude. When I came back, I was like, that is like, I wasn't completely sober, bro. Like no joke. Right. I went in there, no like weed, just from no nothing. Yeah, that's it, dude. I was tripping, man. There's definitely that's something really there. Cool. You gotta keep that DL though, or Uncle Samuel banned breathing. <laughs> right, right. Fuck. It was really, uh, it was, a, it was a an experience that I will remember, and I'm gonna be going back there um, next week. They do it like twice a week. But I got in contact with my um, some of the members of my local group on our Discord server, and uh, they want to go too. Because, dude, I'm not lying, bro. I'm not lying one bit. I was there. I was somewhere else, and I started leaving my fucking body, dude. Mm. I wonder if they have anything bad around here. You can do it on your phone. Well, let me tell you this. There's something with the ambiance, right? The setting has a lot to right. do with it. You know, they turned the, the lights down. They, they turned this music on. <clears throat> there was like, I don't know how you would explain it, but it had a lot of drum to it as well. And like, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it fit the mood. And with right. the with the drum too. And then with the other lady had like these little shakers and then um, they had something else that they sprayed in there, like some other kind of scent thing, but maybe it was that shit, man. Maybe I was getting high off the, <laughs> off whatever the fuck they sprayed in there. <laughs> nah, dude, but I'm, I'm being honest with you, man. I, um, there's a guy named um, Jake breathe and he's, I don't know if you heard that song, The Sun, on the podcast, the intro part. It's the one with the guitar where the guy's rapping in there. And then Alan Watts is speaking over it, too. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways, that guy, um, he told, uh, what's his name? Ben from the site. He's like, that's all he does is breath work. You know what I mean? And I was like, really? No shit. And he's like, yeah, he said he gets like the best benefits from it. And they do like all these things. And it's a big thing up here. You know, and people are actually doing it. And I'm like, damn, I'll, that's the only, probably one of the only reasons why I also gave it a shot because I was intrigued by it. A lot of, um, a lot of the stuff right on psychedelics, like in the last movement, that like a lot of people on their journey got to a point where they didn't need the drugs, they just do it. Or breath work is secret. I think so, man. And you know what? I that's something that has always been in my mind because coming into um, using psychedelics, the one biggest fear that I had was that I would get some kind of uh, dependency on these substances, just like with anything else. And even to this day. I wouldn't call it a dependency like like with smoking cigarettes, but it's almost like with a with a a state of mind, you know. Um, and you kind of just have to do it every so often. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, some people prefer that state of mind and it looks like, a, well, that's kind of for me would be like, I can't do that because I still have to live here in this reality and with this state of mind, I have to, you know, provide for my family and I have to, you know, be somewhat of a productive member of my community. You know what I'm saying? I still got to do shit. You know what I mean? I can't spend all fucking day like this, which if I could, I probably would, but I also think I'd get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm worried about the dependency on this acid or mushroom because I figured that'd be a problem that sorts out pretty quickly. You know, in the, the build up tolerance, you wouldn't be able to do enough to even get anything or trips would get you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes like sense. Something's man. make you not do it for a bit. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what happened with me in this summer was um that that one trip that I told you about, that was the beginning of that. And then I had um two DMT sessions that they were also the most difficult uh ones. And I was able to let go within those experiences at a certain point. But up until that point, it was pure like horror and distress, you know, and it was like the worst fucking feeling in the world. Yeah, it definitely can be. You definitely got to be prepared when they take these sentences. Know what you're getting to. See, they're going to be really great or really not, you know. Yeah. But don't you also think that like when you're doing it alone, like you almost kind of hit a plateau. Like I've heard people say that a lot. Well, I have, I, this is what I think I had, right? Is I, I did some mushrooms with my brother a couple weeks ago and he wanted to dose low because he's not really, um, and I just dosed the name as him. So we both did three grams, right? And I was sitting there, I didn't say a word like the whole time we were I was sitting on the porch and I'm feeling it only like it wanted to take me somewhere, but he just would not shut up, you know, mouth the entire time. And it was, a, you know, it'd be short peak, you know, it wasn't anything like truly spectacular, but he says that or he's like, man, I didn't even feel anything. You didn't let it work. See, when you're alone, what are you going to do? You're probably just going to sit there and talk to everybody, you know? So it, it just really do a better chance to get into it, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is I've always done it like that. I mean, I had my wife sit me a few times, you know, like, especially when I first started last year, when I got, you know, into higher doses where I was hitting the five, six, seven, eight gram dose, you know, for the first time, you know, I definitely needed her there. And, and looking back on it, I'm pretty fucking glad that she was there. But all the ones after that have been by myself. And like that first one that I was telling you about earlier with the fucking meaning of life at the train station, you know, like that one was by myself. And I had eaten two grams of Penelia cyanescence. And it was my first time eating Penelia cyanescence. And those are a little more potent than just, you know, regular cubensis. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so... Yeah, I've never, never had those myself, I don't think. They're beautiful, man. There's no body load. Well, for me, there was no body load. I remember when I first started, I had what? 
I had a little bit of acid in me too. So that may, <laughs> I forgot to, to include that part, but, um, <clears throat> I've never mixed. I'm have to the next time I can tabs. It's something else, man. I, um, one time I did, um, I did, a, I did them all, dude. <laughs> I had, uh, I had a, a few grams of mushrooms. I don't remember the exact. I just remember at the at the end, the peak point. I had just the the Molly rush came in, and I had just gotten done with that, and I had already had acid and mushrooms in my system. And I had sat down, and I grabbed my my rig. I call it my death rig, my little DMT fucking hitter, and I took a fucking hit, dude. And I blasted off, and it was scary as fuck, dude. I saw these fucking uh these entities and they were like, get the fuck out. Like they were looking at me like, like kind of like, like, like you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and uh, they like pushed me out, dude. And I came back. Yeah, and, imagine getting split by the fucking drug entity. That's what I was <laughs> That's what happened to me, man. And I was like, all right, dude, I can't be doing this shit, dude. I don't know how people just continue to do it, man. And I see a lot of people that hit a wall eventually, you know, it happens. Yeah. I, I hit a wall for it there, but I got over it. Yeah. It was, um, down to pure dedication, honestly. <laughs> if you have experiences in a row, because for me at least, it was, it was pretty rough. It was like a of them. I was like, man, maybe I just need to stop. I keep bad trips every time I can take it. Well, you know, I had, I had to deal with some shit. That's what that was telling me. And that's the thing, man, is sometimes, you know, what's you that? are. What's that? <laughs> oh, the, the lag's starting to kind of cloud. I thought you were so. But I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no, what I was saying was, um, is psychedelics gets you in a position that it it's almost like it makes you confront any suppressed feelings that you have at that moment. And if you ain't ready for it, man, you're gonna have a hard time. And um, that's some that's why set that's part of the set set and setting is so important the mindset right if you have a shitty ass fucking week you just got through and you take a really high dose of you know mushrooms then you're probably gonna go back through that whole week or whatever the sentiment was throughout the week that got you there and more than likely get your ass handed to you yeah yeah, they'll definitely do that. That's why I didn't. I didn't dose for a long time. So, you know, I didn't really place to stay. Everything was stressful. I just knew that like now is just not the time. I got to get out of here before I try to get anywhere else. You know. Yeah, yeah. You had been on a pretty shitty streak there for a second, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really shitty and all. You know, I made the decision to, well, me and my wife made the decision to help her sister. And um, so we were in like an apartment before that. 
And we brought her out because she walked in the hospital, septic from ill work, you know what I mean? And um, so we brought her out here where she didn't know nobody. She could, you know, be better. She'd been clean in the hospital for a month. So um, we tried to help her and everything going, you know, really well for a while. So, you know, she shouldn't have to sleep in the living room. This long-term was played. And so she hung out home with the kids. She was great with the kids. And we went and worked our asses off. And we were pretty comfortable. Lost in a nice big that otherwise would have been inside our budget. And then she relapsed, disappeared. And we kind of juggled as much we could for like six months and fell flat out into a motel room. And then uh, we were there for like six months. And that shit happened, Reese. But no, we're square one, got an apartment, and I honestly wouldn't be happier. So that's good, man. That's it really is what fun. it is. Where that was. It feels like sometimes now I know, sorry, I know you told me though, this, I don't know if, if you're wanting to fucking share it, but, um, I know you said that there was some shit that happened to her as well. Right. Your, um, your wife's sister, I think. Yeah, I guess it was probably about a week ago now to a car accident. I'm still really sure on the details, but, uh, yeah, I felt pretty shitty about that because, um, well, the reason we got out of hotels because she had called up that we were there. You know, she had been sober for a while, I guess, but she's had like a really nice place. And she's like, come stay out here for like a month or two, you know, get out your feet, find a place. And we're like, okay, all right, whatever. And uh, it wasn't anything we had thought it was. Like she had said, you know, we got out there and. Um, Man, I'm sorry, out of crackhead, but I think you're smoking. You think you're smelling crack. You're smelling crack. These people were smoking crack. And uh, they were like right near we, which is a fucking god awful street in Rochester where terrible things happen all the time. And it was like after, right after the um, the protest turned into riots. So like everything busted out and blew up. And, uh, Anyways, long story short, he tried to get me to jam the school out of enough food for 10 kids so he could sell them crackheads and get him some, you know, some shit. I'm like, look, I want to do that. You go do that. I'm not part of that. I'm going to stay here with my kids and keep an eye on them. Yeah. And uh, he flipped out something about $400 a month that we could leave. And so I'm like, fuck it. At this point, like he was going outside. I put all my shit. Uh, I started putting our clothes today into the van, come back, and the door's like, was in there assaulting my wife. I had to fucking get the cops and all Jeez. that shit. It was real ugly. And we never got back, like, any of our shit. We had some of the clothes that we had there. That was it. Like, um, actually, those were the clothes that we got when you reached out to your assistance. So that's, like, the one thing we did was the clothes on our back, which I was grateful to have. That's good. But I called the lady apartment. We were on a wait list for explain to her what happened she's like you know what come on in sign papers you know this week uh, you got a place so that That's even good. that ended up in a good thing for the most part they stole like everything had we didn't have much but they got my key of the wall i'm very fond of they got my laptop they got a few of my dude they got the book that um one 
raffle from D World, and everyone got the dream that uh, my apps, oh. they fucking got everything. What book and was so, it? I, I had spit a venom after all this and you know, fuck that bitch and uh gonna catch up with her, yada yada, and she's gonna OD or something. And she got hit by a car and like or in a car or whatever. Damn, dude. Um how is everything going with her now? Is she still in the hospital? That's the thing. We're not really a hundred percent sure because things must be kind of okay. All right. So she had like a crushed uh, pelvis or whatever. Like her bone was shattered, and um, she sustained a major head trauma. And she had been with oxygen for an unknown period of time. So nobody was really sure it's going to turn out. But Ashley refused to provide any information to her man. Which I warned her. I said, if she comes out of this and she's okay and she thought you did that, she's hate you forever. And she's like, you know, I don't care that man. And in her defense, it's a business I supported. Man, some 50 year old convict who fueled her cocaine habit during pregnancy. So, like, I, I blame you at all. Just know she's going to hate you. Well, a few days after we talked, um, Ashley called an update, asked us for a password. She woke up, and, uh, set a pass for information, checks of kin, and we heard nothing since. Oh, damn. Jeez. But, um, yeah, she was pretty torn about it. But it's, it's like I said, if, wait, if she's okay, and I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. And, you know, she got pretty lucky. Damn, that's crazy, man. And, uh, and I really hope that she gets better. Wife loves her dearly. I like her a little. Not being an <laughs> asshole, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, man. Um, that's uh, she can something. be cool, you know. We've had a lot of good times. As mm-hmm. me, Ashley, and her. And that's a fucking. That's a really sad thing about it, you know. Yeah. You know, I was telling you um, about um, my wife. And her sister-in-law, they had somewhat of a similar relationship. And this had gone on for since she was with her brother. And, um, you know, fast forward two kids and, you know, 15 years later, they find her in a hotel in northern Arizona with, you know, a gunshot to the head, you know, and... It's just one of them things where it's like, damn, dude, like, yeah, you know, I don't know what that's like, but I've, I've seen it. And it's, it's, it's a very unfortunate position to be in because even me, myself, maybe because of the shit that I've been in my life, I know enough to know that um, it's not worth, you know, harboring that type of resentment or anger or whatever you want to call it towards somebody else. Just because I know that, you know, people shit happens man and and i and i'm a firm believer that you get what you give you know so i don't even need to fucking see it i know that it's going to happen and i i'm just i feel bad for people like that you know yeah yeah it was definitely a swift swift love it's unfortunate man did she have any kids um, she's got like five now, but she doesn't have right to any one of them. They've all been in 
by uh, by CPS and shit. It's and unfortunate. One of them. It's unfortunate. One after another, like one gets taken, she has another. The clock said it's take. Yeah. I've seen that happen many times, and it's unfortunate for the child, but I think in the long run, it's probably, well, it looks like it would be better. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure it's not, it's not the best option, but, you know, imagine some of them kids end up around some really good people, you know, and, and their trajectory of their life completely goes the other direction, and they grow up to, in a loving family and end up, you know, being a successful person. We tried to help last time, the twins. We were processed. We got food and everything, and the floor fell off from beneath us. So they're staying. They're they're adopted by the people at Bering for that since day one, because um, those those babies were born with withdrawal. So they were taken from her at the hospital. She never had them for a minute. Oh, I see. And um, yeah, they're, they're really nice people, and all things considered. Those kids are going to be okay. It's always good to hear that. When I used to work for the county, um, I worked, um, I used to be an HVAC and refrigeration tech, you know, all cooling and heating and shit like that. And I ended up working for the county while I was going to school in the evening. And I did all of the juvenile detention buildings, which included the juvenile court. And the court here where I live at, which is the process of juveniles, every week on Wednesday, they had a, like it was adoption day. And it was always something to see, man. It was a beautiful sight. Um, you know, you would see these kids that were, you know, in, in foster care or even in the system, like in juvenile detention and their parents just never came for them or whatever the case may have been. And man, it's beautiful. You see these kids going off into this family. And then I've talked to some of the judges while I was there too. And they were showing me pictures and telling me stories about this kid. And like they're, they saw their, their brothers coming in all the time. And then the kid came in and then the mom and dad were locked up. And then they're just like, damn, these kids are going to have a really hard time in their life if somebody doesn't step in. And, you know, it's hard for them because they see it every day and they can't do nothing about it. What are they going to do? Adopt a hundred fucking kids? You know, so she's, they told me a bunch and of even, success. Even if you tried the road to hell is paved with intentions, it ended turning yeah. into some sort of overcrowded, no shelters, and, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, man. But, I, you know, I still, I guess I'm an optimistic person because um, even though I know that, you know, shitty stuff happens, I know that there's good, good people and there, there are good things that happen too. And there's good things that come out of bad things sometimes too, you know. You know, wherever you are right now, you're not going to be there ever. And there's a very specific path that you to where you are. And there's a very specific path going to carry you on. Well, if things are she, well, they're going to get at some point. And just remember, if things are good, you could lose it all. So it's really good to kind of Stay on straight and narrow as best you can and kind of try to enjoy the moment, you know? For sure. But I also think that there's still a part of that that you almost have to kind of go through the tough times, you know? Some of us do. I know I do in order to be like, 
I, at least I have something to compare myself or the situation to. Like, you know, I've been in worse situations than this. So I know now that I can be grateful for all of this shit. I don't have, like, I'm not stressing about shit all day. You know, I have more time to, to, to appreciate things and take advantage of it. No, you're good. You're good. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. Um, I mean, I know, obviously, you know, I've ever seen the, the hell combat, but, um, you know, that stretch I was on probably the lowest I'd have been. And I didn't, didn't realize it there. I was still being mold, but, you know, I've been out of that situation for a couple months now. And, um, you know, I, I think I've grown as a person because of it. You know, I yeah. took my first acid trip and did a little apartment a while back. And I just, I'd never felt so great in my life. And it was weird because I was thinking about really shitty shit that happened. Yeah. And yeah, I was just, I felt blessed, you know? It's really strange because normally if I think about stuff like kind of like, pisses me off but you know, the biggest thing I've noticed is little things you know I, I said before I used to be the guy who flip for the littlest things but like the big shit would just roll off of me and like I, I don't sweat little things anymore you know and if nothing else and that's that's good yeah definitely it is man um, <clears throat> I think for me all the shit that I've been into and the shit that I've gone through have really like death has been a big part of it. Uh, and for me, I've, uh, I've always kept it in the back of my mind. You know, the fact that everybody is going to die one day, everybody is going to have their day and nobody's going to get out of here alive, you know, like they say. And I think that's, a thing that has helped me be able to slow down and really think about the things that are the most important to me in this lifetime and also how I choose to spend my time. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, man. Like I, I tell yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you really want to do with you? I mean, you want to sit around and play a bunch of video games, you know, that kind of sounds fun. Don't get me right. wrong, but um, it's also stale and you don't do anything. You're not productive. You don't get any better at anything except maybe cussing at 12 year olds or something. That's, that's why I've been trying hard not to watch the game. So um, whenever I have to play in a game, I turn on the laptop and start click clack and seeing what I can come up, you know. You know what, though, man? On the other side of that coin, there's motherfuckers who are making bank. Just playing video games, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that ain't man. I'm not that good at them. You know, yeah. like I've I've been around games my whole life, and you know I'm I'm pretty good at them. But uh, you know, I go online, I get my ass kicked. I'm like, what the hell? How do you get that fucking? Because the motherfuckers spend all day and all night fucking playing, dude. That's why. Yeah, you know, um, there's a game, Skyrim, that did that to me. Um, dude, that game took over my life. It was like a whole what day game was own. it? Like, all I would do was just sit in my Skyrim. It's oh, an old okay. game. Uh, one game of the year in 11, <clears throat> I think. Now, are you familiar with it? 
I've heard of it, yes. Well, it, it completely took my life over. Like, I would I would just sit there and smoke weed and get a game and there's a spot on this one particular mountain on your one of the, the biggest cities where you just stand there. Um you can let this wolf just attack you and you level up your armor skill. So like I'd go there, but like he wouldn't he wouldn't do much to kill you if you're a high enough hole. So you can just sit there all day letting them bite the hell out of you. So when I was ready for bed, I'd just go there, let the wolf come out, and I'd just fucking get my joint ready for the morning, lay down, go to sleep, wake up, light up, kill the wolf. Go. <laughs> Those are some fucking hacks, man. Fuck yeah. that, dude. I, I, Eating, I, rolling joints, and use a bathroom is the only thing I put that cane down for. Yeah, that's not good, man. I mean, look, look. Yes, if that's your thing and you make money off of it, dude, who the fuck am I to tell you any of that? But for me, I'm the same way. Like, I, I would rather... I'd rather do something else. I mean, I love playing video games. You know, I don't really play as much as I used to, but, um, you know, I like some games and I, and, you know, every, every now and then if I, if I have the time, yeah, I'll spend some time. Um, but I know when I first bought a, my own console <clears throat> in like 2005, I think it was, I had a, it was an Xbox that I got and I forgot it was like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, one of these shooter fucking games. And I had spent, I stayed up the whole fucking night playing this game, dude. And I, and I continued to do that for like about a month. And then I just kind of was, I kind of fell out of it, man. And I just, I can't do it, man. Yeah. You know, think about the future of first person results. Imagine, you know, uh, the full immersion aspect, like, you're running around, your body looks like your body, and he's blown to bed in this hyper-realistic virtual world. Dude, that sounds terrifying. Dude, I think that I think that the children of that day, I think it's going to be situation normal for them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kid with my children. I'm like, you guys one day are probably going to pay people money just to be in some kind of virtual reality, like a dream state. You know what I mean? Like, But it's going to be like a video game. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I mean? Like Ready Player One to be down exactly, that. like that movie. Yes, like that. Don't you think so? Yeah, but even that, that I like that because it did a job of showing raw, ugly underbelly. <clears throat> Plus, it was it was just packed full of my favorite shit, the Dorian and all that. I know. Yeah, it was pretty cool, huh? Well, let me ask you. I mean, would it you? Would you? If, if, if you were in that world or in that time, would you pay money or whatever to be in that type of environment? You know, I think I would. Yeah. You know, and I wish I could sit here like, no, I'm going to fix my world. But no, I'll probably take the easy way out and put up <laughs> goggles. <you know>? <laughs> Everything's <laughs> better there. Right. But see, that's I'm telling you right now, bro, that's where it's going to fucking go, dude. It's going to go that way. You know what I mean? I mean, it may not look exactly like that fucking movie, but there's going to be some form of that. I feel like there already is at a very um, infant stage. You know what I mean? Because it is video games are, are that man. You can spend fucking hours on that shit, man. Have you seen um, the new control for the PlayStation 5? No. 
No, it's it's got this um this picture they up? call it like tick feedback. Um, I guess it's kind of like vibrate feature, but more sophisticated. Um, I, I don't I don't know. It's hard to explain it, but like you can feel certain. It's like if you're running through the end, you can kind of feel resistance. Um, if you're you're squeezing your trigger, it feels like a gun pulling a bow back. And so like they're they're always trying to get more immersive. I'd say twenty years time or they have some sort of full version. <clears throat> and there you go. Yeah, the haptic feedback thing, that's kinda nuts. That's pretty cool though, you know. I'm not I'm gonna get it, obviously. Oh, that's that other thing, T audio. Can like, you imagine you know, watching uh, like a trippy ass movie with an uh, virtual with your reality headset on 3D audio? It's gonna happen, man. You know what I mean? I, I think it will. I really think that it'll happen, man. I well, you you'll be able to do that with this. Yeah, well, with I the, mean, you're the PlayStation to... Five, you can get the oh, VR headset no and shit. the um and the headphones have the 3D audio. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so like when you're playing a war game, you'll be able to tell if the headphones on, if you have the three audio, you'll be able to hear where the footsteps are coming from and like the voices or, you know, whatever. So that's, that's like a whole new level of immersion, right? I'm excited for the audio, though. I don't really care about the gaming aspect, although that's going to be cool. I'm just thinking about all the other stuff it's going to be great for. You know, like your next sci-fi action movie with 3D audio. Yeah, I, I, man, that would be... I mean, look, man, I'm telling you, I for me, I feel like um, that's what it's going to end up as. Like, you know how when, when you trip on DMT and you go to this different fucking realm, like you're going to be able to do shit like that for hours on end. You know what I mean? It could be something. The only problem is, is you know, it'd be nice we could, you know, kind of work way into that and you know, like do it responsibly where we could actually still function. You know, that's not gonna happen. Everybody's gonna get into it. All distracted. All this fear gonna make everything worse, like they all do. But yeah. we're gonna get to a point where no one's getting off safe anything too. You know. Yeah, it, there's definitely going to have its, its its cons, you know what I mean? I think there's going to be definitely a lot of pros to it when it comes to, like, being able to share knowledge, um, you know, like, literally, like, a perspective of, you know, somebody doing something. Like, let's say a brain surgeon, right? You can jump into this guy's point of view and see exactly what he's doing, and he can tell you what it is right then and there as he's going through it. Like, shit like that. That would be groundbreaking, you know, people, the, the, the transmission of that type of knowledge will be really quick. But then, you know, when you start thinking about people that are going to be paying money to go into a, a reality where they're a fucking movie star and then they end up fucking getting addicted to that reality and end up, you know, becoming dependent on it. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Motherfuckers can end up robbing motherfuckers or doing fucking some kind of shady shit just to get money to be in that world. You know what I mean? Like a drug. You know what I'm saying? 
But you know that that also good in like another way too. Um, things like um, you know, figure like a like a combat medic or something anywhere in the world with a VR headset on, going like a robot in the middle of combat, so that like he can save the person and not to worry about you know. Yeah. Things like True. that. Um, we figure um, sometimes in car accidents, anything on the, uh, the highway, whatever, ways traffic gets blocked. You know, there's just no way through sometimes. I mean, you could like trust surge and roll or whatever, rescue robots that are controlled by people only. So, ups yeah. and downs, you know? Yeah, ups definitely. And downs. Definitely. I think so too. Um, that's the thing about technology, man, is, you know, it is the ultimate double-edged sword. You know, the internet is that, you know what I mean? It's, you can be used for good stuff, but it can also be used to waste your fucking time. And it's a hard, like people are so new to us as human beings that we've yet to even find a balance as a whole. You know what I mean? Some people do, and they have self-discipline or whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, dude, like you can just look at the habits of people and like the shit they get, like even your own parents that use like internet now, like, what are you using it for? And you see the shit they're using it for. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like some people just watch fucking CNN news all fucking day. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, I see a lot more of that happening as a whole, you know, in my opinion. But then again, it is my opinion. You know, there, there, you know, there really wouldn't be anything wrong with watching, like, news all the time if the news were, you know, better. Like, from my from vantage point, every news state has the same agenda, and that's rile everybody on this side of the aisle. You know, like, I don't, I don't want that at all. I want to know, like, what we really should know, you know, like, I don't know. There's just some things that just fire a lot of portion and some things that get swept under the rug. And, you know, they always, they present it, would it, you know, get you to go your neighbor. Yeah, fuck you, vote that piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Fox News is this. Well, fuck you, CNBC or whatever says this. You know, like... I agree, man. I, I, for me, I like spending my time um, creating shit now, doing, listening to music. Um, I don't really watch new, dude. I'm not even kidding. Like when this whole COVID shit hit, dude, I didn't even know. I just came to work and there was like half of the people missing. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And I guess for some reason, I felt like the whole thing with the school, I didn't even, like, I don't even, I just was completely lost <laughs> and uh you know that just goes to show how much i and yeah that may have helped but i don't i mean i don't know i really don't watch news that much just for that simple purpose man i really feel like it's just for me a waste of fucking time man it really is i mean my local news some stuff like that is really good to to, to know i for me um, every now and then I'll jump on Ooh. local news. Yeah, and you gotta know what the weather's gonna be like, shit like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably good to know if uh, an ag murderer escaped from the low prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't really care who President Trump's with. I can have plenty of complaints, but like, who 
Who do I care who he down? What do I care? I'd have paid her hush money to quit acting. Right. <laughs> very popular porn actress. You're telling me all them people watching them videos are going, that's disgusting. I'd never yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, fuck, dude. I, I don't know. Um, I, I really do think it is a, a double-edged sword and it'll always be that way because, you know, us as humans, we're just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, unpredictable or just very predictable. I can't tell which. You know, we're, we're just creatures of habit. You know, you know we, don't, we don't really think too far ahead. Well, we try to time we do, but we don't. Well, there goes a lot to say with that when it comes to like a crowd mentality, right? The people change in a big crowd. Yeah. I mean, also more of a reason to be almost more of a reason to be a little more independent and try to stay out of shit as much as possible, especially shit that you don't fucking know anything about and you probably can't do anything about either, you know? A lot of people have fucking anxiety over shit like that. It's like, dude, you, you can't even control that, man. And it's causing you more fucking, you know, issues than actually helping you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what the internet did. You just put a fucking... And, like, magnify everything, you know? Everything was so faster. It brought the whole world together. You know, fucking information spreads at the snap finger now. You bought and a million people can be filled up in six seconds. You know, and also not just one person and the people around them anymore either. You know, you get controlled by someone in fucking Bangkok or something, you know, like being in the world. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's kind of put a acceleration but i think we're kind of at a tink point with the internet now i think we see that with like all the shit facebook and russia and yada and this like people are, are most people are getting to be aware that the internet is like more powerful than they thought it was and they're starting to, to try to get a little more serious and I look at how internet how internet um and social media you know used efficiently by terrorist groups to recruit people and all that. And, you know, I try not to do much on social media anyways. Pretty, pretty paranoid of Uncle Sam. I want to make it as hard as I can. <laughs> no, I hear, I hear that. Um, but you know what, though, man? I, I... My laptop duct tape over the camera. Dude, that's you and fucking everybody, bro. <laughs> everybody I know, <laughs> including myself. Shit. Right? Like you don't need to see my stash. Fuck you. <laughs> Care how much weed I had? Get out of here. <laughs> but you know what, though, man, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. And, and this may, it may be because I am an optimistic person, but I still don't let that shit get to me, bro. Like my online interactions with people are the same way that. I would interact with you in real life, you know, including sometimes some of the shitty parts or things that I say or the ways that I act just because that's who I am. And I really feel that in this day and age, it's way easier to reach out and touch someone. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, I think the DME world is still a bit special in that regard. And I think the the anonymity, oh, fuck, I can't say the anonymity, whatever, being, being like somewhat anonymous. Because unlike Facebook, it brings all the toxicity out of me. Because I feel like I'm always on the offensive. It's right there in the open. So I fucking use it anymore. But, you know, DMT world, what am I? I'm a cartoon drawing somebody, you know. And I'm a, a name that doesn't mean anything. What do you mean by Facebook and being yeah, out? I know a lot, you know, trolls use that to kind of be an asshole. I kind of use to just be comfortable being me, you know? But what do you mean by, by being out in the open on Facebook, though? Well, I mean, you know, it's like pictures, your name. So people are like, comp you directly. I feel like I'm all a bit offensive on Facebook. I have like social anxiety and shit. It's kind of hard for most people to tell. It's like virtually I'm pretty good. And in person, they think I'm, I'm fine. But I'm just nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just good at talking, so I manage to kind of get my way through each and every day. Like, <laughs> man, I hate interacting people face-to-face. It makes me nervous as hell. I also like doing But, um, you know, you go into, like, the campus, and you see two, three hundred people, like the cafeteria or whatever. I don't like that. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people don't. and I, And I really feel like... I used to have that a lot, when, especially when I first got out of the military. But you know what I did is I forced myself into those situations to make it um, a, a, nor- a normal thing, you know, because even now I still feel like I just there's uh, there's not too many people that I, I like. You know, I I dislike more people than I like, and that, not just people in general, like people like individual people, but just like uh people in general, like the way people act, like you already have some kind of a feeling of how some people just act like, you know, you can tell by the way that they talk, the way they, they look at you that, you know, the things they talk about, there's some things that right away, like within a certain amount of time, you can already say, I just don't like this person. <laughs> like nothing bad against them, but like they don't fit. I don't want to talk to this motherfucker. Yeah. See, I, I tried most people. They, uh, Better the doubt, but and I just don't like people myself. But let me, let me ask you. Um, I don't really get why I was looking so hard for for like community, but I really felt something different connected, like the psychedelics, and I wanted to find people who like them. And uh, you know, stumped across this site, I've gotten to talk with you know all four people who do the same things as I do. Um, hell, this week coming up, I mean, I have a college and like me on site or but one of my buddies is coming over, and um, he's he's helped me with my uh, my DMT issue. He's gonna sit there and like train shit through it. Nice. This way, I can uh, travel through high base instead of just getting out of it. Nice. Now, did you, so, um, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's this Saturday. Kids going away to grandma. Buddy's going to come over. So that's that's going to be pretty cool. Have he's you ever on, had- He's on the site I got up on, but he like never goes on. I don't oh, think. Yeah. I've never supposed to anything. Maybe he's lurking. <laughs> 
maybe i see that a lot dude on the on dmt world where there's like a core group of people who are always on like maybe 50 people i mean you see them all the time they're there and then there's a bunch of people that are always like in their own groups and then there's just a bunch of people that have branched off and done their own little like signal groups or discord groups and stuff like that you know what i mean Yeah, on when I can be, but I don't really do much. I, I look at stuff. If I something that really catches my attention, I'll comment on it. But then, um, I don't you know. I just don't really do social media all much. And, um, I don't know, you know, it's like it does kind of start to on like a, uh, a Facebook feel, so... I just don't go on there a lot, but I still love the place. I feel super comfortable there. I'm just not on as much as I was like last summer when I was pretty much on there all the time. Yeah, no, I hear you too. And I was just talking to somebody about this just the other day was uh, somebody had asked me if I was in the main, if I had been in the main feed, if, if something, and I was like, no, I was like, I stay away from the main feed, man. Sometimes it's shitty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want to sit there and, and there's some things, it is a lot more like social, like a so, but it, that's what it is. That's a social network site. That's what it is. But that's also why I drive, I drive the, 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 the idea of groups a lot more like open up your own fucking group, man, and invite the people that you fucking like, and, and you guys have to share the same content or whatever it is and ideas or beliefs, do your own fucking thing. You know what I mean? Um, you don't have to be in the main feed. You know, I, I took a break this summer, like, um, about a month or so where I just didn't get on. And when I came back on, like the first day, I was like, fuck. <laughs> but, um, you know, you just got to yeah, no, I remember that. I said something about Cross and I tagged you and he never responded. And I was like, ALX, no. <laughs> yeah, I was out for a minute. Everybody missed you too. You're really popular. Uh, I remember. Well, because, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on there, and I and every now and then I'll jump back on there, and I'll get in there and do really, my people, thing. People were worried about you at first. Uh, one of the admins, I don't remember who was. Like, we, we talked to him. He's okay. He's just doing his own. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good. Yeah, you see that happen with a lot of people, especially the people that have been on there since last, you know, since they first, since they launched, you know what I mean? Um, you have to take a break, right. man. You can't be in there all the fucking time, you know what I mean? You got to. You got to do your fucking thing, man. Cause then it just, it just turns into something else and just kind of sucks the fucking life out of you. You know, Yeah, that's the same with anything. I mean, even the psychedelics, you can't too much. Right. Unless you're snacking a bit for you. Right. That's true, man. Very true. Hey man, I gotta fucking stop smoking weed. And I really hardly even get high. If I took all the money spent on bud, I'd fucking replace foam. It's a two hundred dollar <laughs> deductible that I never have. But like, I'm always got weed. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, man. I'm usually pretty, pretty good with all the other stuff, man. If I gotta fucking sacrifice something, like for me, I personally, I would, but. Whatever, man. I understand. 
I'm not fucking tripping on that. Hey, um, yeah. I mean, I can I can live without phone for a while. Oh, don't don't get me wrong, I've been without it for a while. But um, you know, when I'm out and about, sometimes I'm like, if I had my phone. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a that's a lifeline, man. You know what I mean? It really is. Fuck. Even something like a fucking vehicle, yeah. man. There's people who who are running around on a fucking with and, and Ubers and taxis or fucking lifts and fucking the bus and trains. I mean, especially in a city where like if, if you live in a city where that's like the main thing, then yeah, cool. But you know, like out here where I'm at, like, no, you need a fucking car. You gotta drive places, you know what I mean? Like taking a bus somewhere, that's an entire fucking day thing for some motherfuckers. Fuck that, dude. I can't do that, man. Mm-mm. Even before this pandemic, I wasn't getting a bus. If I don't have a ride and it's far to walk, then I'm not going. Exactly, but you know, I don't like you, people. Once you have, I a, didn't like the school bus, and I ain't getting kind of another. Yeah, but I mean, once you have a vehicle, dude, you can even just get away. You can go places and be gone for the fucking weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 an invaluable fucking thing. You know what I mean? It makes a world of oh, a difference. Out. Yeah, no, I mean, we went without a, a rock for a while. Was, uh, I think it was sometime last summer, our vehicle shit the bed. And uh, nobody would buy it because it was shit. So I had to junk it. And it cost like $5,000 to repair. Like, oh, I only spent three on a fucking thing. I'm not going to spend that to fit it. Shit. And so we went about six months out of vehicle. Fuck. So we got our glasses and got the van. You know, you, you know, the first time around, I think you really know it as much. But uh, you, if you go with having a vehicle for a while and then you go out without it, man, you appreciate that vehicle and get it back. I fucking bet, dude. Fuck that, man. I can't put myself like where I'm at, dude, especially since all the shit that I've done since I've gotten out and and all the fucking hard work that I did, dude. That was the first thing I made sure that we had was, you know, home or vehicles paid off. You know what I mean? My, My wife and kids got a brand new fucking vehicle, dude. And I busted my ass off for about eight, almost 10 years, dude, like hard fucking work. And I was like, okay, now we got that. I can fucking start chilling back. And I went back to school and now I work inside in an air conditioned fucking place. And I just click bucket buttons all fucking day, which is fine with me because I've already spent half of, you know, half of my, a, a while working outdoors, you know, fucking busting ass, dude, hating my fucking sh- life. You know what I mean? Like, goddamn, but doing it for my family, you know? That's, um, fuck. It's hard, man, but it has to yeah, get when, done. When you work fucking labor job, you get to enjoy your day off. That's a recovery right there. Exactly. It really is, man. It's, um, you know, I've, I've, I've helped a lot of people in my time too, during that time. Like I've had a few friends that, you know, were sleeping at, at parks and shit. And I let them come into my house. Even when we were living in a little ass townhouse, it was like, we had a three bedroom, like, fucking 800 square foot townhouse and it was all fucking eight of us bro so we're stacked on each other but you know i let him come to my house and you know i just said save all your fucking money up buy your own food and then we'll get you a car and then you know we'll go that way and 
he was he had such an unfortunate fucking he was so unfortunate dude he got himself a car and then like two days later he fucking wrecked it bro and this is like the story of his life damn that sucks yeah his mom passed away like the the year before that my brother was murdered which was his best friend the year before that and his cousin when like one of his best cousins was died like that same year he was just on a bad streak bro and he had some more money too and because i made him save all his money i held it for him and then i had some money and i put i said give me we're gonna take that money i'll take the money i got and we're gonna buy this car off of my brother he only wanted like three thousand for it we got him a car and you know got him enough money to to get his own apartment and then he moved out but unfortunately you know same shit something else happened the car broke down he didn't have enough money it's like fuck dude and he was busting his ass off working landscaping and he was getting paid minimum and i told him i said dude just go work at fucking walmart man go work at circle k at least that way you're not busting your ass off as much as you are now but you know you're indoors you're getting paid the same but he he had a fucking uh, a felony from when he was younger and it was stopping him from getting a job dude and it just kept fucking him over and over and over again dude okay well too it will forever you know i'm i'm lucky with um my charge felony technically wasn't a felony it's a youthful offender so like the only people that can pull it up is like judges military employees yeah um, employers can't find it and if they do get a piece of paper give it to them and half the time they never see it like by law they can't get it against me is um you know i got my charges one i caught when i was 15 they gave me a dd and the second one i was seen and i got my woe now that one that one followed for a long time because i got put up in a system like felony probation Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I kept fucking up and, uh, I ran off at point. I decided, you know, fuck it. We're just going to skip state. And I told everybody a different story. Like, Hey, when I'm taking off the floor, Hey, listen, I'm going up into Canada. Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> and then I went to Pennsylvania You know, nobody knew where to look for it. And dude, it, it was a good plan except for I had no plan. So by the end of the week, I was broke. I was going to get kicked out of the motel. And then the bitch of all, I catch a piece contact. Is my TV a little too loud? 2 p.m. on Saturday. Jesus. And like they ran my ID, called my probation officer. And, what? And he was like, you're supposed to be in court on Monday for your violation. So I tell you what, you better make it or they're going to issue a warrant. <laughs> Oh shit, okay. Jesus Christ. But uh, luckily, um, it was like National Prayer Day or something. Yeah, uh, these uh, Crit motorcycle guys, um, they let me use their phone. And I was asking my mom to find out if my grandpa, not too far, could come get him and bring me home. And uh, these guys, what I was talking about, like, I didn't trust them. I didn't know what National Prayer Day was. But this is like a motorcycle gang. And I was like 19. So, like, I was actually pretty kind of scared of them. But uh, it turns out they were bikes for Jesus, guys. And uh, <laughs> they went and they bought me lunch and they bought Nachitza. So, I had for dinner. They put me up in a hotel and nice. I was on a bus the next morning. Nice. So That's um, really good. Yeah, that was that was pretty lucky because if I hadn't made it to court date, 
and they probably would have given me my maximum, which is a three. Uh, I eventually did, after jumping through a whole hoop, I eventually just violated out. But that was on my terms. I decided, you know, I'd been on fucking probation shift years. I had years of hats that kept fucking up. Yeah. But, you know, the bottom one is, you know, it's not like I was doing anything really that bad, at least at that time, because I, you know, went and rehab and shit. I'm out off the pills. And um, as you just want this chapter of my life over with, ask for my time. I said, well, we can't do that. Like, what do you mean? No, I want to just put me in jail. Yeah. And when I get out, no more. It's like, that's what I want. Well, we can't unless you violate. I see what you're saying. Okay. So I came next week and the first words out of my mouth, there's my piss test. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, man? This sucks because I was pissing pretty consistently for three months before they filed the violation. Then it was a year before they finally sentenced me. But um, I got really lucky. I didn't get the maximum. Um, the judge, the judge took pity on me and gave me made a nine months and a one to three. Which you know, even one to three wouldn't have been that bad. But shit, nine months—that's six months good behavior. And I already had months of time served between the initial arrest and my previous violation. I was given cans, so like. I was only in jail four months, and I came out a free man. No more papers, nothing. Yeah, I mean, and, I, uh, I could see I had that. I've been in trouble since, so. I could see how that would, you know, be the, the, the lesser of two evils. I, I think for me, man, I'm really fucking, um, I'm really lucky, or whatever you want to call it, that out of all the shit that I used to do as a younger person, that I was never really in deep shit in my adult life. Like as a juvenile, I, I caught a few cases um, and I was even tried as, a, as an adult once, but they fucking dropped my case mm-hmm. because they violated my constitutional rights. I was 15 years old, man. But I think for the most part, um, I've kept myself out of trouble, man. And I, I don't know how, I don't know how, but I did. And I'm pretty fucking, I'm pretty better off because of it, man. You know, before I went to rehab, you know, I'm very bad in catching up prison time a lot of it. You know, it my story is nothing special. A lot of people go through the same thing. And I break into cars, steal shit. And I think every night I pick a different spot and I go around like, like complexes. Shit. There's always someone without a door locked and they always got something <laughs> there. And I just keep stealing shit and selling into a couple people's houses before, you know, nothing I'm too proud of. I fucking last time I broke into a house, fucking thought nobody was home. The dude was just sleeping. And, um, and it was dark and my face covered and I fucking him when he came around the corner and ran out the door. Like it was an instant thing. Like I didn't have to register on anything. And like, I was really scared for days because this was a really old man that came around that girl. And I, I swung both the time to think. And like, I had no idea I hurt him. I was, you know, like I might've killed him, you know, but, um, Wait, what did you, you do? Know, you stuck came him? up in the news, really. I think he even called the cops because I didn't see anything in the block. Wait, what did you do to him? No, no. I punched him. I'm, Oh, like I heard somebody coming and I panicked. And when he went 
corner, I swung, and I seen as I was oh. swinging that he's like, so the old dude, he's too late, <laughs> he's fucking bucks, it's ran. <laughs> but like, he was a real old dude. I mean, you heard all the time. Hammock first started, everyone was freaking out about social distancing, <clears throat> really hardcore. This old lady got shoved in the nursing room in New York City, and she fell and she died. It's like, and old people just die for nothing. So, yeah. I was I was scared a few days. And well, um well, I, was, I was getting sent rehab not even for the pills though. Piss dirty for weed. And yeah, I was I pissed off that. that I had to go. And I had been at least I thought it'd be the low I ever felt. Uh, one of the MP3 players that I had robbed out of a car is so low gate and garbage, like nobody wants to buy it. So I just cut it. I cleared all the music and put a whole bunch of on. And a couple months later, I discovered there's audio recordings that weren't in the music. I'm listening to them, and it says, this child couldn't have more than five, like a little girl, probably younger my daughter is now. And it's just a whole bunch of recordings of her doing this sing song. I love my M3 player. I love this. Oh, this is the bad boy. Thank you, Anna. This and that. And like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. That broke me. And, yeah, I felt like the low piece of shit on the goddamn planet. I cried for hours thinking of that poor little girl. Find her MP3 player. Parents are like, honey, I don't you put it. I told you to better care of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And like I told my friend about it, and he thought it was the funnest thing he'd ever heard in his life. He was hysterical. <laughs> He's in stitches. I'm like, man, I, I'm not fucking wanting. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah, dude. And that's... I decided, you know, I, I'm lucky I didn't get with the pills. I'm very lucky I didn't get caught with the pills. I said, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna do this rehab. I get off these fucking pills. I'm never looking back. And, Except for um, a bender after every last few years ago, like three weeks or so. Other than that, I've been clean for yeah over nine years now. Because that was I mean July fifth, twenty eleven. That's pretty fucking good, man. It's unfortunate that shit like that has to happen in order for people to change. But sometimes you're gripped by some things, you know, sometimes you're gripped by a substance. Sometimes you're gripped by some kind of a traumatic event that's happened to you in your life. You know what I mean? People make mistakes and people have sometimes they they have an altered state of mind because of of, of these things, man. And, and it, it makes things like that more acceptable to them. It doesn't excuse it, but you have to understand that. You know what I mean? Like. Look, man, people fuck up and people do stupid shit, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they should die. You know, that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, yeah, there's some things that can be argued, especially, you know, serial killers and fucking rapists and child molesters, shit like that. A lot of people can agree on that. But yet and still, you know, for me, I understand that, you know, people go through shit, man, and um, it fucks them up. And, you know, it's the old saying, hurt people hurt people, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shit around now about child. About nobody chooses who lost and child molesters are sick. You know what? I'm, I'm sure they can help being attracted to children any more than a sexual can help being attracted to the same sex. It's just 
you're attracted to what you're attracted to, but even if you're acting to a child, you know it's wrong. Get fucking help. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, that's true. And that's a, that's a fucking, that's a sticky situation, man. It's a, it's a, it's a weird situation, man, because, you know, who the fuck am I? I mean, I don't know. All I know is, yeah, you're right. I don't agree with it. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people consider it, um, you know, a, a negative thing to do. Um, some people even believe it's a fucking evil thing to do. But, um, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. You're right. I mean, if you do feel some way about it. But, fuck, it's hard to say that, too, even with people that, like, who feel the same way about, you know, being attracted to the same members of the, of the same sex and being, you know, homosexual or, or whatever you want to call Except it. Except it's in a, homo, in a homosexual relationship, even if you yeah. don't agree. That's it's still the, two consent adults. The consenting part is what it is. The consenting part is exactly what it is. It doesn't matter where you go, or if you have any kind of fucking kink or anything fetish or anything, like the consensual part is the thing. And as long as things are consensual and, you know, but yeah, once you get to a certain point, like, of course, that's just not good, man. It's, it just can't end right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not okay to hurt people. No, it's not. No, it's, it's just not. Yeah, that's a, it's a weird fucking, it's a weird one, man. Fucking weird. <laughs> what the fuck did we even get to that point, dog? <laughs> What are you doing over there, dog? I don't even know. Somehow it came up. Oh, you know what? Talk about people who just die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, dude. Yeah, uh, more and more hot button issues here on the panel. Fucking. Uh, hey, let me know if you find those, dude. I'll fucking throw them up on that on the YouTube channel up there, dude. And we'll see. Just throw them up there, man. Just somewhere to have them. Fuck it. You know what I mean? I, I've been trying to get motherfuckers on there to put stuff on there, dude. And I, you know, I've seen some some growth in it, and it's it's coming along nicely. The DMT World YouTube channel. Um, I just, you know, I invite people to get on there, man. It's like I said, you know, there's already a a, a, a base of people that are going to listen to your shit or, you know, see your stuff. And, you know, I'm going to be posting some videos on there too, <clears throat> especially with like the edible stuff. Um, I got some pink oysters I'm going to do again here soon. I'm going to do a whole walkthrough on them. Um, uh, I've got some stuff on my own YouTube channel too that I'm doing, but I'm just kind of fucking around with it. But, um, you know, I really like to promote that thing as much as possible, man, because, uh, there's not too many people putting stuff up there and we got a lot of fucking people on that site. You know what I mean? And, um, that's a good way to branch off. Who knows? Maybe something can happen for you or anybody else. You know what I mean? If, if, if it really kicks off really good. So let me know, man, let me know if you find them, dude. I mean, they're they're really there. short. You know, like I said, they're, they're, uh, they're almost kind of like commercials. Like none of them 30 seconds. That's fine. Just put them on there, dude. Plus, it gives me a little bit of time to practice and learn more and spend my time on that stuff and just kind of getting a little more used to, you know, that's kind of one thing that um, for me, I'm trying to trying to get to because I really like to master these things or not master them, but just be good enough to where it's not fucking difficult for me to you know, record something like this and edit it and upload and shit like yeah, that. I really like making those bumps too, man. It's a lot of fun. I had this um I decided for a series of 
that I wanted to do. And uh, it was basically, um, it would be advertised my war on Christmas. Um, <laughs> I just trail out of the Christmas season because <laughs> Christmas time on the real just sucks, man. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> you have the same 40 cents in an infinite loop behind you 5% of the station. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another aspect of it, too. Is but, that- uh, actually, I thought it would be funny to have um, like an action combo. We do. One of my ideas was uh, taking the concept of a war artist. So, you know, like some um, action movies will open up with like a series of news clips of like events that maybe you as a viewer probably aren't familiar with that plays in the world. Yeah. I mean, like yesterday, bomb is it flashed yeah. to another news report. Yeah. Um, basically, it would be a bunch of those news reports, uh, all referencing the war on Chris, like it's an actual war, <laughs> um, like Yuletide extremists. And all yeah. that. And basically, the, the premise of the movie is that uh, um, a force, I, I guess they'd be like a parody of CO, a CO6 in a way. Their job is to infiltrate the North Pole, assassinate Santa Claus, because he's like Osama bin, La- um, Osama bin Laden level one. Yeah. And um, I thought it'd be fun if this aged white woman and her two kids along just so I can back forth wall a lot. You know, <laughs> God, they're like, why the hell would you bring your children? <laughs> dude, man, shit, for real. I, dude, that's another aspect that people that, that people don't think about is that it's fun to do this shit, man. It's fun to create content and put it out there. I mean. If nobody watches it, who gives a shit? Just do it as a hobby, man. It, it can help you out. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's that's all my hurts have ever been. You know, I I have no no false hope of making it as a sort of musician. I play, can't sing, but you know, it would kind of cool if uh, you know maybe pull my song sold someday and someone else made. It. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you can even do the shit they like that. You have people like that that just write and don't form. And I've never. Uh... Even like covers, dude. People uh, who do covers. That's just pretty cool. You know what I mean? Stuff's always pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I really love when a cover is tasteful. Because a lot of times, covers, you just kind of sound like a song with a different voice. Yeah, yeah. I like like um, you know when Guns N' Roses did knock on Heaven's Door. That was pretty. Good. And uh, actually, I'm Sevenfold did a pretty typical cover of "You Were Here." Who did? And um, Disturbed. They did "Sound of Science." That was great. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, um, uh, Disturbed. Yeah, they did um, Simon and Garfunkel "Sound of Silence." I see. And they did a Phil Collins one too, Land of Confusion. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that one. That's a good one. Yeah, there are some pretty good covers out yeah. there. There's this kid on YouTube who fucking, uh, he does covers of like, he did one of Tool, um, I think it was like Stink Fist or something, but he was playing the guitar, playing the bass, playing the drums and doing the vocals and he would record himself doing it and sync it all up and put him like where he's standing in the room. I forget the kid's fucking uh, name, dude, but it's fucking badass, dude. It's really bad, dude. I I like that motherfucker, dude. Let me see if I can't pull him up, dude, but some cool ass shit, dude. Have you ever heard of modern jukebox? Of who? 
postmodern drugs. Uh, no. Yeah, that's, I don't know if they branched out outside of YouTube, but um, they do covers, but all covers they do, they sound like um, 1930s, 1940s, like swingy type. Um, man, um, I got all, all the classy clothes. Shit, I don't know. Get the mask with Jim K. No, dude, that's not my world, dog. Yeah. Uh, do you know the Indiana Jones movies? Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yeah, barely, kind of. Okay, so um, in the beginning of the one, when that, that he was singing anything goes, like that kind of music. Yeah, I don't remember that, dude. Like at the, the fancy bars. I don't know how to explain it. You'd have to just get up at some point if I like it. So it's kind of funny because they did um they did chop suey by system of a dumb they made it sound like that. Oh no shit! What uh, is they the, what they is one for Eminem got a bunch. What is the name of the other people or the group? You said it's a postmodern jukebox. Oh shit! I'll look them up, dude. I'll look them up. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I give them props because a lot of the songs they pick, I, I could not see any way that could turn it into that in music, and yet they managed to make it work. Oh, you know what? There's another band, that, or I don't know if they're, I call them a band, but they're a fucking, um, they do um, with like symphony, like um, like violins and like, like kind of like they work in a symphony, but they do like, um, they co- they do like Metallica covers, uh, tool covers, fucking Michael Jackson covers. And they do it with like all these, this is kind of like that that we're talking about. I uh, yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit like that. Yeah. And they, they sound so different. Like they conform to their style. <laughs> Oh no shit. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Right. Man. What? <laughs> I think pretty funny, but like they do a pretty good job with it too. I mean and that kind of music isn't usually my cup of tea, but um I like them. I'm gonna post this on the fucking in the in the group, dude. That's fucking badass. You should put that on uh on DNT World. That's pretty cool, man. I just take a look at that. <clears throat> That's pretty badass, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're they're amusing. I like them. And like I said, man, how do you take the ones they take and make it bad? Uh dude, they probably know that's, music that's like a motherfucker do. You know what else I really like? What's that? I almost I almost like to admit it sometimes because people just kinda of roll eyes and assume you're kinda of like weird key dude. But I like weird L. Man, I like Weird Al. I think he's really funny. Not only dude, that, that guy's a fucking OG, bro. He's really bro. good at making music, even if it's all soft. Like, yeah, he's kind of catchy. I remember when, as a kid, I remember in fuck maybe the late eighties, early nineties, seeing him doing like all the Michael Jackson ones. And all the production was like exactly the same, like everything. And it was like, what? Like, this is an art, man. Like, the shit this guy, and he's been doing it since then. Like, what the fuck? I'm a grown ass man now. You know what I mean? 
Nah, yeah, dude, yeah, and he's still at it. You know what? I mean, a, a lot of people when I was a kid told me, oh, that's not music, that's not music. He's stealing the music. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever sat down and tried to write parody, but it, it's really easy to write lazy parody. He doesn't do that, you know? No, no. You, you know the one that stands, like, stands out for me? skill to shape those songs the way he the 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 ones that stand out to me the most were the Michael Jackson ones that he did, and then the one that he did, uh, like, you know, the Nirvana that smells like Teen Spirit, like that one. That one was fucking spot on. Yeah, dude. that's like <laughs> my daughter loves that video. Is that yeah. that janitor dancing tutu? Yeah, <laughs> that's some shit right there, man. This guy. Yeah, one of my favorite ones is open. You don't love me anymore. What's that? Like that song just amused the hell out of me. It was like, this dude is just clueless, you know? He's like, hey, why disconnect my break? I kind of think you might not love me. <laughs> uh, that's basically just that song. Yeah, that guy's done a lot of shit, man. He, yeah, he goes cool, all man. out, too. Um, fucking... Um... Yeah, dude, let me let me know if you find any of those, dude. Um, I'm going to fucking wrap this up, dog. But um, is there anything you want to fucking uh, say or go over anything? Dude, I, I like having these little talks, man. We should uh, continue to do them. Uh, but um, I want to get some shit on that fucking YouTube channel, man. Try to find them fucking things for me, man. Anybody else, too? Anybody's fucking listening, man. Send me some shit. And put some stuff on there. Stop fucking around. Otherwise, it's going to be full of my fucking ugly-ass face. Well, I mean, I don't think ugly, but that's just me. You and I have a whole Appreciate you. <clears throat> Anyways, dog. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't I don't know that I actually have anything more to add today. Uh, I'm not thinking of anything. Well, fuck, man. Um, hit me up, dude. We'll do this shit again.